Today, we're wandering away from our normal movie reviews to do something a little bit different. Uh, this time, a, a video game review. So, uh, I'm Ryan from the Movies Dead World. And I'm Chris. And together, we make up the Blood and Black Rum podcast. <laughs> Today's episode, Fallout 4. So I like video games. Do you like video games? Yeah, I guess I like them. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan. So uh, normally on a Blood and Black Ground podcast, we cover a lot of movies. But it's always time for a change. It's, you know, it's spring. Things are blooming. The You know, the whole world is singing. Love is in the air. So, it's time to to do something different. To do something that... Dial it down to a nuclear apocalypse level. Yeah. And to really, you know... Yeah, that's that's true. Because, you know, as spring is springing up outside beside mm-hmm. us, we're going to take that all away, obliterate it with a nice nuclear apocalypse and, and a wasteland of, of uh, you know, mutated oh. crabs and mutated mutants and... <laughs> The like. So, we are discussing Fallout 4 today, which just recently got its newest downloadable content, uh, Far Harbor, which unfortunately or, neither of us have played. Or, or as I like to call it, Far Harbor. Far Harbor. What's that over yonder? Ask the Far Harbor. Did you park the car in Harvard Yard? No, it's all that fire. Fire, harbor. Trooper, give me your Sam's Boston Lager. See, we can <laughs> we can do these stereotypical accents because we have we know people that live there. So, as long as you know somebody that lives there, and have you've relatively been around the area, you can do those stereotypical accents, and it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I I just like The Departed. So, yeah. okay, yeah, The Departed, good movie. Great it's been a while movie. since I've oh, seen it. Great movie, and uh, two, I mean, best part of the whole movie is just listening to, like, you know, Matt Damon and Leo DiCaprio being like, Troopa, Troopa, I just want to let you know I'm nominating William Costigans for the Medal of Not. It's fucking great. Have you seen the, uh, the uh, Seth Meyers skit that he did on his late night show that is Boston the movie? <laughs> And he just plays a bunch of people with Boston accents. It's really funny if you have it. You gotta watch it. It's really funny. It's because literally it does get right to Boston. Because I think there's one guy that's just really into sports. You know, and he's like, Oh, the Bruins! The Bruins! And, uh... Town Sox, number one! It's really, it's really funny. You gotta watch it. And, you know, if you've been to Boston as much as, like, I have, I could definitely recognize those people. Literally, I was there when I, there was a Bruins game going on there when I was there. And just everybody, every douchebag bro parading around outside with their <laughs> Bruins shirts on. Um, Bruins. 
Hockey jerseys are called sweaters. Just so you know. Sorry. Didn't get that right. <laughs> Open up a book. <laughs> fucking educate yourself. <laughs> Sorry, sweaters. That's the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever heard. Boston Bruins jerseys. You know, what everybody else calls a jersey is called a sweater. Who wants to be on the ice wearing a sweater as you're zipping up and down on your ice skates? Well, to be makes sense when you think about it. Hockey originally was played outdoors in the yeah. cold. Yeah, I'm not going to wear... Yeah, but I... Have you worn a hockey jersey? Have you worn a hockey jersey? It's not lighter. When you say sweater... It makes it sound like Grandma knitted you this wool sweater that's super itchy, and you're like putting it on, and you're gonna you're skating, and you you have to take it off mid, you know, during each of the uh, periods because you're fucking itchy as all hell. That's about right. That's about, that's that's the truth. You know, you're taking your stick and sticking it down your back, itching your back. That's what it sounds like. That's true. Anyway, <laughs> the reason we're talking about Boston for those of you who have never. You know, played Fallout 4, haven't heard about it, live under a rock. Uh, it's set in Boston. So, just like, you know, Fallout 3 set in, in D.C., this one's set in Boston. So, um... Give they, props to the choice on that. That's right. So, you know, I would have, you know, thought to... Yeah, I don't know what the, uh... I don't know what their, their reasoning behind, like originally, like, figuring, yeah, we're going to set it in Boston, is. Maybe they just thought it was cool. No, I imagine. I mean, that's probably, you know, somebody who's like, I mean, it's like when you think about, like, stereotypical, like, what would be, like, the cities to do for, like, a big open world game? Like, New York, L.A.? Yeah. Chicago? Chicago. I haven't seen, like, an open world game like that yet. No. No Chicago. But, I mean, you know. You know, that could be next. Who knows? Next GTA is set in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Yeah? Who knows? That'd be a, you know... You know, normally, they didn't want to go the easy route for Fallout and set it in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because... Well, that, what, what, wouldn't the... They, didn't, well, they wouldn't need the, to do any work what, on it. Wouldn't the post-apocalyptic <laughs> version of Detroit be, uh, you know, probably like a paradise? Yeah, Probably. Like, we've been prepared for this. Yeah. So, they didn't want to go the easy route on that one, but, you know, so I guess Boston, they could trashify a little bit. So they, they went with that. I apologize, George Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel bad now. I don't know why they're not setting any in Canada. You could do, like, Toronto. You could do Toronto. Vancouver. Montreal. Would have a... I just, you know, that would be kind of fun, because it would be significantly different. You run the risk of them doing, like, all Canadian stereotypes, but, you know, it is what it is, I guess. I mean, well, the game is one kind of... I just gotta point this out. My neighbors are fucking mowing again. For, like, they mow literally every single day. I'm not even joking, they mow every single day. And yes, our grass is growing fast right now, but it's fucking crazy how much they mow. It's a little obsessive. I just want to point that out because I hear them mowing again. It's like, who the hell mows that much? And where are you getting your gas? You're the reason for the terrible gas shortages that we have. 
Because you mow every single goddamn day. Oh, we're having gas shortages? I didn't know that. Well, relatively. Do you do know like, how much gas is these days? It's fucking... Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. But I'm just saying... It's great. I'm saying relatively. It was just like a month ago. And it, environment and stuff. No. You know. We're gonna be dead. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to get that off my chest. That they're mowing again, and that is fucking crazy. That they Fallout so 4 much. is never coming to you guys today. It's going to be just... Yeah, uh, it's just going to be discussions uh, uh, about... St- it's going to be a taxi, tab, uh, taxi cab confessional with Ryan, just being like... Just everything he's got everything I don't like right now. Yeah, just like oh, this I got to get this off my chest. Shit at work that bothers me, yeah. and, and this one asshole that front of the grocery store holding the lineup with coupons and just annoying you're right we're not going to get to follow up for just yet because we got to go into our our uh, beer mode yeah let's hit it <laughs> so uh what are we drinking today we are drinking another get ready for it folks the yeah this is gonna be a big surprise another genesee beer that's right so the genesee pilot batch Brewhouse IPA. So we've had a black IPA from them before. Imperial black. Imperial IPA. black IPA. But we've never had the actual IPA, the IPA, the regular one. It just came out, as far as I know. I as far as we know, like we don't know exactly when these come out, but it is. It's like when they come around to us. That's you know, and it shouldn't be that long. But as we found out from the Jenny website, there's a lot of beers that we didn't know that they have out as a pilot batch that are that are actually out. We don't. We've never seen them around. Like their uh, North German style Pilsner, which I'm I'm now going to keep an eye out for because it sounds just like so. Especially because right now. Um, I imagine across all of the United States right now, not just uh, upstate New York, it is sweltering. It's getting there. It's like within Today a week. Let's say within a week, we went from being like fifty cold and rainy to yeah, like summer's here, bitches. Yep. Humid, hot, muggy. Yeah, and you get you get in your car and you are yeah sweating your ass off. Yeah. I know that. So. I was so North Style Pilsner sounds delicious that, right now, and and from what uh, we saw on their website, they have a lemon zest style version of their cream uh, a cream ale as an imperial. Yeah, they considered yeah. it imperial, right? Yeah, an imperial yeah. lemon version of their cream ale at just the brew house. Which uh, I told Ryan, me and him, we're just gonna have we to have drive to go out there. We're gonna drive the three hours out to Rochester just to have it. I do want to go to the brew house because, yeah. from what I've heard. The food there is really good. It's you know it's a really good place to go, and so I wouldn't mind just making a day trip out to the Rock. And it would be pretty fun. Yeah, you know, Rochester's not that bad of a city. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've I've uh, well, I've been there. I haven't experienced much of Rochester. I've been they on got, the outskirts uh, of Rochester. So. One of the minor league MLS teams are there. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe right. we'll have to check that out as well. I've we'll been have to like make sure that I've been there. when we go to Jenny, they've mm-hmm. got a game too. That'd be sweet. Yeah, the Rochester Rhinos play out there. Rhinos? That's cool. Yeah, I actually got a free ticket back in like, my freshman year in college. That's awesome. Like, I went with like, a couple guys I knew. It was really good. The place is really nice, actually. It's really nice. And yeah, it was really good. I wish I you know, yeah. got more chances to go out there. But but yeah, so the IPA is new as far as... As far as we're concerned. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I was saying, I wasn't really... I was trying to look for something really light and refreshing, because an IPA on a day like today is not something I was thinking about. Sometimes I find them refreshing. I mean, like a session IPA. Yeah. 
But I mean, so, but I wasn't looking for like I was looking for something like nice, refreshing, like a sh- like a new shandy or something. Which yeah. Because uh, I mean, I know the go- goes are like the new big thing, but for me, they're not my thing. I don't. Like, mm-hmm. They're too tart and sour. I mean, apparent. Yeah, apparently they're the new thing. A lot of places are putting them out now. Well, that's why I'm saying they're the new thing. Yeah, because it's, it's like down. they went from being nowhere around here, and then this year Beer Fest, we saw like yeah. ten, five of them, and now all I see everywhere now is like goes. Try this goes from this brand, this brand, this brand. Yeah, I'm really surprised that Sierra Nevada is marketing their Otrevez singly, like not even in a pack, but just here's a you know here's a six pack of the Otrevez goes. It's surprising yeah. to me because that seems like a risky venture, like. Who, Especially well, around here is going to be like a ghost. I've got to. Well, have I one. imagine. <clears throat> excuse me. I imagine it's because out in California, maybe it is doing fucking good. Maybe, maybe yeah. it is. I mean, that's like you said. If there, there's got to be a reason for all these. Like, it's not just like Sierra Nevada. Sam's has a ghost. They do now, as you said. It's not very ghost like. It's not very ghost like. I got the pack, which is the summer pack, which they put the ghosts in. And the summer pack this year too is. Six different beers, so you're only going to get two a piece, which instead of the four, which is good. I like that. Which is nice. Been bitching about that yeah. forever about how they went to like four, and then it's like two of the beers are like beers you always get, like the Boston Lager, yeah, Boston, and your, and yeah, your, like your summer, in your Rebel, yeah. Or, so it's like you get one new, yeah. So I'm glad they like went back to six yeah. beers. So, so you're gonna get you get two a piece. So um, I did try the Ghost because. Um, after I, you know, I had it at the beer fest, and I was, you know, I was kind of on the fence about it, um, but now having had a couple, like have have had some more ghosts, um, I've had Saranac saison, which is not the same, but has a similar like uh, sour taste to it. I disagree. You hadn't had it though. I know, but you I mean, have I, it. I know I haven't had it, but I, uh, I've had. A bunch of saisons. I'm telling you, most saisons do not have like a sour taste to them. Right, which I'm saying, you know, theirs does. Theirs is like a mixture. I wouldn't say that it's a. Uh, Saranax isn't an authentic saison. I would say it's it's more, it's closer like, to a ghost. I would like say a than a, yeah, it's like, like a hybrid because they even list it as a sour beer. So they're not listing it as simply a saison. I, I think they're calling it a saison, but it's 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 a hybrid. It's not it's not the same, but but even having that, I've kind of like come on board to the sa- more sour beers. Maybe I'll just have to go like, keep drinking that, like, like your whiskeys. You gotta, yeah. keep, gotta keep pot, keep, pot, keep trying it, keep digging away yeah. at it until you finally get to that sweet spot. But like, for, but but back to Sam's, their ghost is not sour. It it's uh it's barely a ghost at all. I mean, what they're considering the ghost nature of it is that they added cucumber to it. Which doesn't make it sour. It it maybe adds a little bit of cucumber flavor, but it's really a wheat beer with we put some cucumber in it. and coriander. And coriander. Well, yeah. I think cucumber. All I think of is the nasty magic cat hibiscus mm. that I had before, and it tasting like fucking watermelon to me. Like, yeah. like just like <laughs> yeah. But getting back to the Jenny IPA, got a little off track on our little beer rant there. Yeah. But so I got it. Because if anything Jenny, I have to buy. I, I'm a firm supporter of them. They're one of my favorite breweries. Um, and it's got such an eye... The label for it is the same label that you see on all the brew house. But it's like a bright popping green. Yeah. Totally looks like like early summer, spring. Yep. Just looked really appealing, so... Got it. We've had a few. It's a really good IPA. It is really good. 
It's it, a really good IPA. It's not super heavy on the the, the uh, bitterness with the hops. It's pretty balanced. Yeah. Um, even though the IBUs, I think, are somewhere above 65, something like that. Um, I don't think it actually says on the bottle. No, I don't think it does. But when, when I popped it into Untapped, it did... It, it, Dad, <laughs> it did uh, rank it above sixty-five IBUs, so somewhere somewhere in the he- uh, higher IBU spectrum. Um, but still, it's nicely balanced, and it's seven percent alcohol. Seven percent, yeah. Which, which is like an imperial IPA, mm-hmm. like a double IPA. Does you do not get like that alcohol no. kick at all? Like this is a, it's not. If the hot bitterness was a little bit lighter, just a little, I would like. Like call this like a session idea. Yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't want a session at it seven. No, I know. I'm, I'm saying yeah. like because it's so well balanced with like its hops right. and the it is. and they do have a caramel malt in it to like balance yeah, just, it out. Yep, just a little bit of malt there. So it's very good, and I think if you know you're looking for like just a really good overall well balanced IPA that's not going to overwhelm you too much, mm-hmm. and, like the hop end or be too underwhelming. It's if you're looking for like something just very standard and like solid. This is a great, a very good IPA. Yeah, really good. Really good. Surprisingly good. Uh, how well they did with the IPA. Yeah. You know, very, um, very drinkable. One of the, this is probably one of my favorite um, of the pilot, of the pilot batch. batch. Yeah, yeah the, so far, uh, the ones, because I've had them all except the new ones that just came out. Um, this, the Scotch Ale, and the Salted Caramel Porter are my favorites. Salted Caramel Porter is good. Like, I wouldn't want it on a day like today, but well, got, definitely yeah, in winter. Know, but definitely if, yeah. in winter, it's good. But like the, I didn't have the Scotch Ale. I had it's, some, it's a really it's a good yeah, Scotch Ale. I didn't have that one. Um, apparently, they have the Hefeweizen. You know which I would try because I had. Uh, I, guess I would try right? yeah. I had a Hefeweizen like a couple weeks ago. I can't remember. It's a German brand. It's a German Hefeweizen. It was like in a my sister's boyfriend had a couple, and he's like, "You can have. Go have at it." I think it's uh, it was by Erdinger. Hmm. And I had it. It was good. I liked it a lot, actually. It didn't have, like, a very overwhelmingly banana-y taste to it. it was... Yeah. Well, because the Hefeweizen doesn't necessarily mean banana. No, I know. It's, yeah. it's it's a light wheat ale. With fruit. With, you know, yeah. fruit. But, like, a lot of them do kind of have, like, a banana-y, like, especially, like, an American kind. Yeah. It's more like a... And that's why, like, the few I've had yeah. were like that, and it totally turned me off. No. But having that is, you know, good. And plus, like, you know, UFO has a raspberry hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. That is fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, that one's really good. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of any that have banana in them, because mm-hmm. I don't like banana at all. So any of the hefeweizens that are really heavy on the banana flavor, not for me. Just, that's one one beer, and really one of the only ones that I'm like, mm, can't really do. You know, I would never, never go out of my way and be like, oh, they got a Hefeweizen on tap? Well, let me try that. I, You know, because if someone else had it, I'd be like, sure, give me a sip. But I, yeah, I, I would I'm not, not adventurous know. enough where I'd be, like, ordering my own. No, because I've seen, like, at Druthers when they had, like, yeah. their Hefeweizen. It's like, mm, I know you make good beer, but yeah. not, you know, not, yeah. not, I'd rather go with something that I know right. I like, probably will enjoy. <laughs> at eight bucks, like, would you really want to order a beer or do you're like, hmm... I don't really know about this one. Not really. I, I definitely don't. So, so Unless I, you got a lot of money. Yeah, I guess. Unless like, you got a lot of money. You're already, you're already go, going in. Unless like, you like, can afford it to like take a sip and be like, no, <laughs> I don't take this back, bartender. I don't like that. Well, me, I live and die with my choices. So mm-hmm. even if I didn't fucking like it, I'd be sitting there pouting. Yeah. Like, I fucking hate this. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so, again, if you have Genesee in your area. Yes. 
give this a shot if mm-hmm. you can find it. Um, it's very good. And if you don't have it, hit us up. We can maybe trade. Send me something. You send us something. You got some founders from Michigan? <laughs> send us some. We don't get enough founders over here. Or anything else for that matter. We don't get a ton of imports of... There's so much stuff out there. Well, we I know. Anything. I know. The craft brewery you know, business is fucking huge. And yeah. it's... So it'd be nice to, to get something a little different. We should subscribe to like a Beer of the Month Club or something. I bet that has got to be expensive It probably shit. is. Yeah, it probably like, is, but... Like, I can't remember, like, wasn't there, like, a Scotch of the Month Club, and it was, like, 200 bucks yeah, a month? Yeah, it was pretty expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But. Good God. We should do it. We should try it. We should also, I guess, get to, to Fallout 4. <laughs> so, let's get to it already. <laughs> Is a game that we have played, made by Bethesda. Made by Bethesda. Um, I think, maybe a little backstory first on on it. Um, back in what was the year? Like twenty ten was when it was when Fallout Three came out. Is that am I am I around the right time period? Because I'm trying to think. That feels a lot older than you think so. I, I think it. I think it might even be older than that, but it feels it, like it just like it's making me feel very nostalgic right now. Yes, like, because uh, the reason I start out with that is because with Fallout Three, uh, that which, was my first foray into the Fallout series. Not even yeah, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So New Vegas, I think, was it was somewhere around 2010, 2011. Maybe that's why. So two thousand eight would have been yeah, that actually makes sense because that would have been I would have been out of high school, freshman year in college. I remember it because I got it I got Fallout three for Christmas and I began playing it and I just never stopped. When I started like during Christmas break, I just never stopped playing. I played it for fucking forever. I played it for hours on end. I don't remember doing anything much of anything while I was playing it. I seriously love that game, and I played so much. New Vegas was uh, 2010. 2010, okay. So, yeah, I was going to say, um, Fallout 3, I got in the same way. You got me into it, actually, because yeah, you, you I got it. You were playing it, and you were like, dude, you got to get this fucking game. It's yeah. really fucking good. And... I didn't really know anything about it, and I was just like, "Yeah, okay, I'll get it," and I loved it. Yeah, it was a it's a it was a hard game to put down because, for one thing, like you just keep finding things to do. You just keep you know as you're going throughout the game, you just keep finding things, and you're and, like, "I gotta explore this now." And that was my first uh, Bethesda game too. Yeah, you. It oh, wasn't well, actually, no, it wasn't mine. You played. You played play, Morrowind. Yes, I did. I played Morrowind, um, and. I never actually finished that, but that was my first game. So I bought my Xbox 360, and I bought Morrowind with it. And the, was like, Morrowind for the 360, or was it for the Xbox? I thought it was for the no, Xbox. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't Morrowind. It was Oblivion. Did, did Oblivion, Oblivion was for the Xbox 360. That was my first game that I got with the Xbox 360. So I played that quite a bit. I never actually ended up finishing it because of uh, um, uh, actually a disc error. That caused me to gotta love it in those yeah, in those early like days. Xbox 360, where the early, like, the early oh, days. Fuck you, you got a scratch on it. Well, Sorry. No, I was saying not only that, but the early days of the 360. Besides the Red Ring of Death, um, you had 
it sometimes destroy your discs. Yeah, it was just, it happened to like two of my games, like NHL yeah. nine and like something else. I can't remember. Un- Unlock if someone moved incorrectly and it bounced the Xbox a little bit. And it's like, oh, sorry, your disc, your disc is shit now. Get another one. But yeah, so I never ended up finishing it. So that that one, Oblivion, was my first uh, Bethesda game. But I never was into it as much as I got into Fallout Three. So, I mean, that was something, you know, I was just like, wow, blown away by the scope of it and everything that you could do. Just, you know, I just loved it. I just loved every minute of it until I finished it. Liam, Liam Neeson's dad, that, like, was, like, instantly like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. Liam, that's, I'm like, that's Liam Neeson. That's, he's my daddy. Liam Neeson's my daddy. You know, but I, I loved Looking back, I have fond memories of Fallout 3. Absolutely. And as I told you, though, if I played it now, which I have recently, actually, mm-hmm. I played it about a year ago, actually, I like, got halfway through it. it. As much as I have fond memories of it and liking it a lot and loving it, it doesn't hold up as much for me. Hmm. It's not bad. It's nowhere near being bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But after playing New Vegas, New Vegas is much better. See, and I... I never really got into New Vegas that much. I don't know why, but it just didn't hook me like I know why. Fallout 3 did. I know exactly why, because this is why New Vegas was on my shit list for a long time, too, until they got it straightened up. The, the fucking glitches and glitches. bugs. You think a Bethesda game was bad. Obsidian had to rush through New Vegas yeah. to get it out. I'm not blaming Obsidian, because it's not the first time it's happened. Knights of the Old Republic 2, a game that I love very much was a sequel to my favorite game of all time, Knights of the Old Republic, which is a Bioware game. Yeah. Obsidian only had nine months to make the sequel, and they couldn't, fi- you know, fully finish the game. The game's unfinished, but it's still a very good game, and they do a lot of things right and expand and make it good. There's a lot of bugs and glitches, though, that fucking are terrible. And it's the same in New Vegas. New Vegas, but they got, like, at least to complete, like, a lot of things in it. Mm-hmm. New Vegas, as a scope, is much bigger than Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. The story's better. It's bigger. There's a shit ton more things for you to do in the game, like side quest wise. Like it's like never ending. Yep. It feels like, mm-hmm. I mean, even though there's not really radiate quests in the game, no, but not like, that one. But it, it's just there's so much to do. The DLC was ten times better than three. I know you didn't play three's DLC. I did. I haven't played any of the DLC actually. New Vegas had really good DLC. Three did not have good DLC. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I've heard. Um, but New Vegas, like, like, like you know, just New Vegas, like like. Like, the subtle things that they added to the game just, like, made it better. The fact that you could create your own ammo. Yep. So, like, a small little addition. Great, though. Same thing, like, there's, there's different ammo types. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's a very small thing. That was a, a, a difficult thing to figure out for to a ad- Yeah, to and adjust to, because yeah. it's like you run into a death claw, and you're like, well, I'm, I'm fucked, I'm fucked, until you realize, oh, if I create armor-piercing ammo, it takes over its arm, yeah. you know, and it, you can take out a death claw, you know. It's the same thing, because, like, rad scorpions in Fallout 3, fucking easy. You don't, yeah. ever, you don't ever worry about a rad scorpion. And New Vegas, like, oh, shit, here comes a rad scorpion. Yeah. You better load the AP. If you don't have AP ammo, you're screwed. Like, it's, it's, you know. And it's just, like, little things like that that just make it, like, to me, a better game. And I, But I agree. I can understand, because our friend Matt didn't even finish New Vegas because his save file got corrupted halfway through, and he's like, I'm done. And I agree, because we got in the same thing with the White Glove Society. Oh, yeah, definitely. Trying to do that mission, it was glitched, and like it kept locking up every time you tried leaving this one room. I I totally understand how that, you know, 
Because at the same time, until I finished like all the DLC for New Vegas and played through it a second time, I didn't like it as much as three. Mm-hmm. And then I played three after that again. And I'm like, wow, the subways are really boring. Mm-hmm. This is not as interesting as New Vegas. So, yeah. But needless to say, yeah. they're both great games. Yeah, I they're both really fun. I just happen to prefer New Vegas, and I prefer. I, I still, I think, I prefer Fallout Three, but I haven't gone back to either of them recently. So, but. All of that leading into Fallout 4, which I was really hyped on Fallout 4. I was really excited to hear that it was coming out, because... I was too, but I didn't have a next-gen console. Yeah, you didn't have the (laughs) next-gen console. Um, I was really excited for it, uh, especially since it was set in Boston, because it is pretty close to where we live. You know, I've been there numerous times. I have friends that live there. Um, It's a more familiar area to us than D.C. I've been to D.C. like two times. Once or twice, but not yeah, but to the same say, like, area D- as D- Boston. Say DC just feels like it's basically openness. Mm-hmm. We look at like Fallout Three's like setting. Yeah, it's set in the capital wasteland, Washington DC, but it's like nothing but openness. And then like the heart, like all your main things in DC that you would see, like your the White House and you yeah. know, Lincoln Memorial. It's not. It doesn't feel like you're in actually Washington DC. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I was excited for like it being set in Boston, uh, all of those things, and that it was you know considered you know New Vegas was kind of an offshoot, you would say, but Fallout Four was right in this series. So well, I mean, New Vegas was technically supposed to be Fallout Three. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be you know, it was the Van Buren project before it got canceled. But, mm-hmm. but I was really excited for it. Um, so obviously it was, it was one of the games that made me want to actually finally get it. Right, you, that was what you like. It was like that and Mortal Kombat Ten, which I still haven't gotten. <laughs> nobody will play with me. That's right, because you're all a bunch of whiny bitches. Um, but uh, you know, it's one of the games that was like I got. This is why I, I'm gonna have to eventually get a new system. Yeah, I want to. You know, I do want to play this. I want my life to be eaten and, and destroyed by this. Yep. Um, so I got it. Again, for Christmas, I believe. I think I, I think somebody got it for me for Christmas. Uh, and so I started playing after Christmas. And literally just finished uh, Sunday. Sunday, I think. So I've been playing it since Christmas on the weekends, uh, sometimes during the weekdays, but a lot of the time, a lot of the time it's on the weekends. Um, just trying to trying to play as much as possible, and for the longest time, I really thought I would never finish it because there is just so much to do within the Boston area that they've set up. I mean, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, but there's an area of the of what they call the Commonwealth in this film or in this film. I'm used to covering films on the podcast, apparently. On this in this video game, uh, that is just the just crazily populated on the map. So there's like 20, 30 different areas just on the map in this one within section. A blo- within like a block. It's, it, it's insane. It's infuriating is what it is. Yeah. I mean, like you'll go and this is why it takes you so long when you're playing the game and why you just continue to play because you're like, oh, what's that over there? Let me go check it out. Oh, it's another entire fucking building with like seven levels on it. Uh, okay, well, I guess I gotta play through this now, because I started it, 
And then you exit, and you're like, all right, I, I, I'm done. Yeah, wait, I, wait, 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 after, wait. What say, is that I, over there now? Let's say, after, like, spending 45 minutes, like, fighting through and, like, looking into every nook and cranny for either loot or magazines or bobbleheads, like, oh, wait, there's nothing fucking there, yes, really, except, exactly. except some aluminum that I need to maybe build a turret in this one fucking town, okay? Oh, what's across the street? Another fucking building? Yeah. Yeah. I, as I told Ryan, I spent the other day, like, literally, my entire playthrough of Fallout 4 that day, it was like four hours of me just go, hitting every spot in that area, and just, like, going in, like, fighting, like, okay, yeah, I cleared it out, there's nothing there, though. Yep. And the fact that, like, that one area is so densely populated, that, that does infuriate me. That pisses me off. Because not, Fallout 3 had, like, a little bit of that, like, when you got to the heart of, like, the DC City with, like, like the Lincoln Memorial and the... Yeah. White House being, like, close together, but it wasn't that bad. So, like, when I go, like, to the north of the map in Fallout 4 and things are kind of sparsely popular, yeah. like, it's like, oh, thank you. Like, you feel like you're making progress. Well, Whereas in, like, the area around Good Neighbor in this, it's just, like, there's so much shit there. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, there's, like, four settlements, and then it's like, so you go, like, it's like Skyrim. You go into a settlement, you talk to everybody in the settlement, you leave with, like, 12 quests, and you're like, what yeah. the fuck do I do now? Where, yeah. who, which ones? I mean, I, most people probably don't have this problem, because they don't probably have OCD like yeah, us. Right. They just, well, whatever, you know, just yeah. do whatever the fuck they feel like. But it's like, I get all these, like, what, that's, like, the fun for me, though, like, especially playing an RPG where you get all these quests, it's like... I've had to do all these quests, and it's fun, but at the same time, when you get, like, so many of them crammed into your, like, your log, it's like, what the, where, like, where do I begin? Like, yeah. now, now it's just, like, you become overwhelmed with shit. So, like, with the, with that place on the map, it becomes so overpopulated that you can't find anything. So, like, say you needed to go, you, you have to, like, literally zoom in yeah, fully you on, your, zoom. on your, on your pip boy, but, oh, that's the hubris comics, and then... This over here is Fennel Hall, and over here is the graveyard, and here's, you know... That's one thing that this game is missing, is, like, a, a legend. To say, like, okay, this is all your settlements. Just just show me my settlements. And then, yeah, Just show yeah. me, uh, Destroyed like, buildings, buildings yeah. or whatever. Um, that's what mi is missing on this, because for a long time, like, there were certain places I was actively looking for that I could not find, because the map is just so... I mean, I think that... I ended up finding maybe 320 locations or something like Which that, is, but that's not even it, all of them, apparently. And, and because, that's two times more than New Vegas yeah. and, because and, Fallout 3 and New Vegas only had like 120, 100, yeah. up to like 115 to like 150, somewhere in that range, I know that. Because there was a perk for both those games, the Ranger perk, where it, it was, you didn't unlock until way later in the game, where it would show every location on the map. Yeah. And so, like, like, okay, I know, like, you know, so if you didn't explore an area, you would know, you could know, like, okay, I can go here now and check that out and whatnot. And there's only about, like, 115, like, maybe 150 at the most. Yeah. And this is, there's, like, 300. There's so many. And, like I said, like, so much of, like, the area, especially like, in the city part, is just so crammed with so much, it's ridiculous. Like, they got the comic book store labeled, and then the building across from it, because it's like a vault tech rep building, and the building across from that, because it's an apartment building, and then... Yeah. And it's just, um... Oh. And, and that's not counting, like, there's a ton of unmarked places areas. that are unmarked, yeah, that you don't get a, a map icon on, but you know is there, like, you can enter it, you can, you can yeah. get to it, but it's not on your map at all. So, those are just, like... And the one, you know, that's okay, like, that they're unmarked, the one thing that did bug me about that is that the raiders come back. So, like, you don't... 
say you're going to go visit like a place that you're pretty sure you cleared out, but now there's raiders there again. You don't know if you cleared it out. So raiders, well, you sometimes know, items that and like lock boxes and terminals, they come back and they and they relock. And so you're not sure sometimes. Like I've always made it a point to like do every single lock, every single well, terminal. No, well, that's me too. And I think I think some areas you can't clear out because there's been like some areas that right. I, that I know I killed everything in there. But when I leave the building, I look on the map. It doesn't say cleared underneath. And I think like. Maybe you can't clear it out. Or yeah. Maybe later in the story, I have to come back here to do something to clear it out. Because that's one of the things that happened. I cleared out an area, and then later I had a quest that was sent to that area. Yep. And I had to re-clear it out. And when I finally did that quest, it finally said underneath yeah. it cleared. So Yeah, there are yeah. some that you can clear. But that did bug me that like you could go back to a spot, and you had cleared it out, but now it's, it's overrun it's, again. Well, at least it's more XP for you. That's true. Um... Otherwise, if you cleared every area out, then... Then you wouldn't have anything to do anymore. Yeah. But, uh, so... Except by the DLC. <laughs> that's true. Which is out now. There's three new DLC out for it. Two of them are, like, workshop buildables. And then one is Far Harbor, which is the actual... Yeah. Like, the story mode that they have for I it. still can't believe how much they charge for Far Harbor. 25 bucks. That's ridiculous. I don't and care. The I don't. Season I, pass is fifty. So I know. So you might as well. You find, might as well go for instance. I don't. Pass. I mean, I've. I'm old school because like DLC is one of those things. Like I still don't really fully embrace it. Kind yeah. of It does kind of piss me off. Yeah. And I like I understand the benefits of it. Like it extends the game life. They you know publishers get to do new things mm-hmm. and stuff. But at the same time, it's like some of this stuff. It's like why didn't you just put this in the game? Right. Like, this should have been in the fucking game. Like, like far, I can understand them charging money for Far Harbor. Right, right. But the fact that it's $25, that's ha- literally, basically what you're saying is that's half a game. Yeah. Half a game. But it is the biggest landmass that they've ever released as a DLC. Yeah, for. but I mean, that to me, Far Harbor to me looks like it's fucking Point Lookout from Fallout 3 except bigger. Right. It's literally, like, Point Lookout was like a foggy, swampy area too. And yeah. that's what Far Harbor is, a foggy, swampy area in Maine. Right. It looks like... Literally looks the same, except you know it, may, it probably has a longer story. But at the same, like I said, I mean, twenty five—that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, and it's like the same thing with like you know, when I get Battlefield One and they start rele- releasing all the fucking map packs, it's going to be annoying because it's like I want—I don't want to pay like seventy dollars that they charge for a season pass. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's ridiculous. I'm not paying another game for like you know extra maps. And two, most of those maps are, you know, not that great. Yeah. And three, it's like, it's like, I understand they're releasing the maps to extend the game life, but at the same time, it's like, do you, should you pay $15 per map pack for like four new maps and yeah. like maybe a couple new weapons? I don't know. I think that's totally outrageous. And that, that, that bugs me. The one thing that bugs me about the Fallout 4 DLC is that I do think that they could have gotten away with releasing the first two DLC Within the game itself. Like, I feel like they had those created already. Probably. So, basically, it's a robot creation mod. You know, that's it's technically a mod, really. Yeah. Hey, well, and that's why, like, Rockstar, God bless them, and I love them. You know, that's why I like my favorite game developer, GTA V, though I haven't played online in a while because nobody will play with me. Uh, GTA V, all their stuff is free. Yeah. Free! They're constantly updating it and, like, releasing, like... Not big DLC, but it's all it's all free shit that most people would be like, oh, we're gonna charge three dollars for this, like for you to be able to buy these like five yeah, new like, cars that they're releasing. Yeah, or like costumes. Or yeah, yeah. It, it, it's free. 
So, I mean, yeah, you could bitch about, like, how all that new stuff that gets released is, like, really expensive. Like, oh, like, the sweater you want to equip to your character is, like, $25,000. Yeah, that's bullshit. It's trying to get you to buy, like, the in-game shark cards and whatnot. So mm. you get, you know, pay money to get real mo- you know, money in the game. But at the same time, you can still grind, like, do a couple missions in the game to be able to buy that. Yeah. You know, so it's not, I don't find that egregious. Because you're not, you know, like, paying to win or anything. But, like, all the stuff they're doing is free. Right. It, you know... They're extending the game. The game's been out for almost three years now, which make like makes like holy shit! It's been out for three years now. Yeah. It's been out for almost three years, and everything they've done, free, 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 you know, constantly. Yep. So, but yeah. yeah, so I mean, I will get the DLC because again, I, yeah, I Fallout Four because I do want to play. I think Far Harbor does look good, actually. It does, and I've heard that the story is actually really good, um, better than the the game story, really, which I imagine isn't hard. Yeah. So I mean, we haven't even talked about that yet, but but this this story for Fallout Four kind of it, it it it's pretty simple, really. It's that in the beginning, you and your family with your son start out um, during like right before the the nuclear apocalypse, and you get into your your vault and you're cryogenically frozen. But you wake up and you see that your wife and son are be, are the interest of these mysterious figures. And your wife is, is shot and murdered and your son is taken. And so... Or if you're the... If he plays a female. It's or your, your the other way around. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so you are trying to figure out what happened to your son and to get revenge basically on who took him and you know who killed your spouse and that's really it i mean that's the the crux of the the, the plot but i mean to be fair you haven't played skyrim what's skyrim's plot i'll sum it up to you very easily skyrim's plot is dragons come back you find out you have this ancient technique to dragon shout you have been chosen to fight the dragons and try to stop the dragons the end Fallout 3, what's the plot? You're in a vault, your dad runs off, gotta find daddy. Yeah. That's it. And that's really, I mean, it's very, really very similar to Fallout 4, the plot. Yeah, it's a little bit different when you get into the mechanics of it, but but in the and really what, what Fallout normally boils down to is different factions have cropped up. Who do you want to, who do you want to help? But to be fair, which one, I know about the Fallout 4 story, telling the listeners, I am 72 hours into Fallout 4. I have not even met Nick Valentine yet. The second the second storyline mission in the game, haven't even done yet. Right. I have not done anything within the story of yep. this game yet. And that is how I played Skyrim. It took me over like 100 hours to finally do something story related. Yeah. Fallout 3, not so much because it was kind of new and like I got like a quarter way through. I'm like, oh, this isn't really that, in-, you know. The story's not that interesting. I'm finally doing all the side stuff's more interesting, so I did more side stuff. So, I mean, I but I do know what happens in Fallout 4 because it's been spoiled to me before, you know, yeah. before I got to play it. So I do know what happens. But, I mean, for me, like, the fun of playing like a Bethesda game is all the other stuff you can do. Right. It's all the other side... Because it seems like they put more uh, 
attention and detail and characterization and fun into all the side quests and all the side activities than the actual story. Because every single game, the fucking ending is let down. That's why, one, again, New Vegas, I like more because the story mode in that, like the actual story, I mean, even though the all the side stuff in that game is better, the story itself is better, even though it's even simpler where it's you're a courier, you get shot in the head, you're trying to get revenge, but then there's a war going on, and you have like 10 different factions, yeah. and it's basically boils down to which faction do you side with, and it's by doing all the side stuff that you find out about the factions that lead to your choice. Yeah. That's like, to me, what makes New Vegas also better than 3 is because it's, you know, it's, it's just as simple plot-wise as 3, but at the end, the payoff's much better by the end because they give so much more detail into the backgrounds of the factions and also the, the story that carries on with each faction's quest is different. Yeah. That you care more. Yeah, and because with Fallout 3... They're more concerned with, are you good, or are you bad, or are you neutral? The karma system. Yeah. yeah. And, and they've kind of ditched that in favor of who, who do you choose is the best of the evils within this new apocalypse. So, I mean, with that, it's kind of all about the player's choice. And, and Fallout 4 runs with that, because now it has this... It has this uh, selection system for dialogue where your character actually says what you've picked rather than just like a random. You, know, you actually have a. You actually have a voice actor who's saying what you've chosen and he does it in a way that is not specified to you when you're picking the dialogue which option. Is one thing that I would say that I, I do like at the same time I don't like. Right. I like that the fact that your character has a voice. That's new to Fallout. That's nice. It's the, right. The, if you played Mass, the Mass Effect games before, which I know you haven't, you got to play all three. Well, I have played one. Oh, well, you got to play two and three because they're better. Um, but it's like the dialogue system is very Mass Effect like. You, but yes. you don't, you do not get like as many choices as no. in Mass Effect. It's just, it's literally four. It's limited to your, you know, your X O square and triangle for your, you know, if you're yeah. playing the PS4. So. It's limited in that way. Like, it gives you a very vague what, like, that direction of the conversation is going to yeah. go. And then your character goes with it. And I, but I do like that your character has a voice, but at the same time, with Fallout 3 in New Vegas, you were able to ask so many more questions. Yeah. Give so many different answers because you didn't have a speaking protagonist. So you could have a huge list. And not only that, like, yeah. if you had, like, a character with low intelligence, you could, like, choose, like, the low intelligence option on, like, a certain, like question or something and be like oh chris don't know chris chris smash you know when the character might like have like you know like a speech check or something like that be like oh you're a stupid idiot Here, let me help you or something like that yeah you can't do that in fallout no. 4 and i feel like with fallout 4 they've traded now the immersion know, yeah of placing yourself in the because role because you whatever you choose to say has very little consequence there's there's not much here, that, so if you choose to be an asshole, they might say, "Oh, you're being an asshole," but then it doesn't really affect you in any way, besides maybe how your partner reacts to it. But but other than that, there's not really a, a consequence to you being nice to you being an asshole. It doesn't really matter what you select; you're still going to get mean, the same. Yeah, from like the, each faction. Now, but not only that, another thing that's annoying too is like that I found like. 
your companions. Every time you like ask, like you like bring them up and you talk to them, you're like, "How do you feel about our relationship?" They always like. I, I'm playing as a guy right now, so every time I ask, doesn't matter who I have as a companion, I'm like, so what do you think about us? It could be the fucking super mutant as, like, my partner, and, right. I'm, like, and I'm, like, trying to have, like, a romantic comment, like, so what do you think about us? Obviously, he doesn't really get, he's a fucking, you know, super mutant. Yeah. And whatnot, but it's, like, the same time, like, if I'm talking to Preston, like, you know, so what do you think about us? And he's like, you're doing a good job. Yeah. And, yeah. Or, or we talk to, like, Codsworth, like, how do you feel about it's like he's a fucking ro- like you know you're not you're not addressing the, that character as you probably should you know what I'm saying I mean yeah. I understand it's fine to have like you know like say if it's like a male companion you have and you're playing as a male you can have like like a soft spoken like that if you're going for like a romance for that totally fine I understand that you know nothing not totally nothing wrong with that but if you're talking to fucking Codsworth robot companion you don't want to be like, so what do you think about us? Right. You're, you're, not, you're, you're not trying to strike up a relationship You want to be robot. like, so like, at Godsworth, what do you think about what we've been doing out here? You know, like something like, yeah. you know, to dif- differentiate. Yeah, because the, the the thing is, you know, it wants that Mass Effect relationship because Mass Effect would always give you a chance to, like, talk to your teammates and really between get, each Between each yeah. mission and get a good in-depth which, th- 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 in that sense, this game fails, because right. you do not get that, like, in-depth dialogue. It's, the characters will reveal information about their past or who they are. When you get to that point. When yeah. you reach a certain affinity level with them, that makes them, like, you know... Okay, I like you now, or yeah, cause, like, I love you now. Like, because for me, the only, the only two so far that I've had, like, a high affinity was Kate and Hancock. Yeah. And the only reason I got to, like, learn a bit, little bit more about them was because... I did things that they liked, and they like. Oh, like, I remember one time I got pissed off because I was in the middle of a fight with a fucking mirror loop queen, and Kate's like, "Can I talk to you? I got something to say to you." And it's like, "Woman, we are we're in the midst of battle." I, I'm like, I'm thinking about wasting a mini nuke on this thing, like a precious resource. I have no time to listen to your feelings. Can, can you wait? I should like, ask you if you need a bottle cap mine or something. Rather yeah. Than, <laughs> do you want to talk right now? It's I'm like, going through a mess. I know, and that's, that's how like each conversation has come up. Like they, yeah. like they do it at such inopportune times. It's like, Hancock's like, I just want to thank you for getting back. It's like, Hancock, we are fighting a fucking super mutant behemoth. Shut the hell up! Yeah. Just, just you know, I like the dialogue and I'm interested in it and fine. But yeah, the the... I like, like I, like I said, I like the fact that they give your protagonist a voice, but at the same time, it goes for that Mass Effect feel. It does not succeed. Yeah, it doesn't no, reach that point. Nowhere near as well as Mass Effect does. No, it doesn't get there. Um, you know... But at the same time, I can't see them... Go, they're, not, they're, they're never going back to the old way. Yeah. As much as I like the old way of having like 12 different ways to answer a question. I think, I think that's... That puts a lot of stress on them to not be able to do a lot of the gameplay options that you get. So they're focusing more on the dialogue aspect of it. Then obviously the rest of it is going to suffer mm-hmm. because of that. But like you were saying before, um, I do feel like the side quests and and the different buildings are a lot more fun than actually sticking to the story mode. And I think part of that comes from how it feels when you when you enter a certain building and it feels like it, this was someone's project. So, like... Probably had 300 people working on this game. Like, you build... Right, exactly. You build this, this, and this. Yeah. You build this, this, and this. Yeah, it's, it feels like when you enter a building, like, they, they gave this to someone and, like, 
you make a story out of this building. Like you make something that happened here and, <laughs> and, and figure it out from there because like when you enter and you find like a terminal and it kind of tells the story as you read the emails in the terminal, you can tell like this was a, this was a different person who wrote this part of it rather than say someone who wrote the main story or someone who wrote uh, another well, well, area. Like I, well, like I said, I think, I, like I said, I don't, th- the story of the game is a means to an end. I think so, yeah. And, and at the same point, like, if they were to like, release this game and have no story mode, be totally fine with it. I, I think be- I would because, too, yeah. Because, because the fact, one, they have Radiant quests now. So yeah. you, quests that never end, you just constantly keep getting new ones. So you'll have, like, something to do constantly, but at the same time, it's, again, it's the, wor- it's the world itself. Yeah. That is interesting. It's like, for very much for me, like, like playing Skyrim. Skyrim is, like, I liked a lot. I didn't love. I liked it, I liked it a, lo- a lot. The story mode, by the time I finally finished the story mode of Skyrim, I'm like, what a waste of time. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't have even bothered. I should have just kept plugging away. Because, like, Skyrim, they had so much stuff to do on the side. So many things. If I wanted to play that game, if I wanted to like be like get really immersed in the game, play like as a certain role, I could have after like the first setting where you like, you know, get freed from getting killed and the dragons come. Instead of doing anything, I could just like I'm going to this village. I'm gonna, yeah. cre- I'm gonna create my own house, create my own family. There's a mine nearby. I'm gonna work in that mine, and all my character is gonna do is mine or come back home to see his wife and children. Yeah. And you can do that. You can do that for hundreds of hours if you feel like. Just yeah. be like, I didn't do anything in the game except I just mine ore. <laughs> I I cut lumber. Then it becomes and, Minecraft. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, like you can you can roleplay like that. Because yeah. like, it's like, like oh, I'm the Dover King? Don't really give a shit. I have a wife and kids that need fucking, you know, meat on the table. That's right. So I'm going to go hunt on the weekends. I'm going to mine on my work days. I'm going to come home, read my bedtime story, and then go to bed. <laughs> now you've created a life within a life. You can do it. Like, you can do that. Like, like, and that, to me, like, that is more interesting than fucking playing the story mode in Skyrim. Yeah. And it's the same thing with same Fallout, thing with Fallout 4. 4. I haven't gone through it yet, but I know it's not, like, again, I already know going in that it's not going to be... Anywhere near as good. Like, sure, some interesting things might happen, but by the yeah. end, it's going to be like, that's it. Right. Because if you remember, if you played Fallout 3 before they added the the DLC that added on to it, it ends with you just, you die. If you, you well, well, you get choices. You can either choose for your Brotherhood of Steel companion to go in there and die for you. You can go in there and save the day and die, or you do nothing and the world's fucked. Right. And that's it. It's like the end. And, and, it's, and then, it, like, and that's like that's the ending. Yeah. And that's why they had to come out with a DLC that you know adds on a little bit more. But at the same time, it does fuck. By the time we finish that, it's like still nothing was gained right. from the, you know. And I mean that's the same thing with Fallout Four because you know this story mode you're going to get three choices at the end and really they're all like unsatisfying. They they all don't they don't offer that much. It, depth to what you're doing so whenever you finish like a, a quest line for one of the three factions that you've chosen it doesn't really feel like you have accomplished much of anything things kind of go back to normal and the game continues on as though okay you've chosen this quest line but nothing really changes um maybe one of the factions is destroyed and you can't go back to it but 
but really there's no, no consequence, no big change after the game ends to really make it, you know, significant, the choice that you've made. Um, and so I think that's the biggest, you know, the biggest problem is that there's no real significance after the game ends, like with the choice that you've made. It doesn't really matter. It just kind of seems like a means to an end. Like, okay, you, you, you're done. That's it. That's, that's, that's our story. You know, um, I, I just felt like all three of the endings were pretty unsatisfactory. Um, but I mean, you're right. The, the best part about Fallout 4 by far is just exploring, just, just getting out there and seeing it's, everything it's, that besides they Besides the, the overly crammed areas. Exactly. And like, yeah, like the outskirts of the maps are really great. You know, it's really great to kind of like walk along and on your, on your, um, like small map at the bottom your of HUD. your screen yeah. on your HUD, you kind of can see that. The, like oh, there's the a shadow of something like, out oh, there. There's a settlement there, and there's yeah. a factory there. Yeah, like, and that's really fun to just kind of like walk along and find all that stuff. And I would definitely, you know, for both of us, um, when it didn't, you know, for the entire game for me before I got to like the end of the with the story mode, I didn't fast travel to places. I would just walk everywhere, find everything, and then as I would walk along, then I would continue the quest line. So, you know, I would get all of those quests, but then I would just travel. I wouldn't even worry about those quests until I actually came upon them. Uh, there were times where I finished a quest before I even started it. So, like, I would visit a settlement or something like that and, and kill off everybody that was there. And then when you get to that quest line, they say, like, oh, can you take care of these guys for me? And you're like, I already did it. Yeah, no, I like doing that too. Yeah, like, like uh, one quest, like, oh, we need this like uh, power, you know, uh, power fuse. Can you go find it? It's like, got it right here. You already got it. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then you look like a real awesome guy, like a badass. Like, yeah. It's like, like, fuck, I already, I knew you were gonna need this. Like, I, I knew, I, knew I was carrying. I knew I had fucking Cosworth carrying the shit around for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think you know that part of it, the exploration of the wasteland is. Is great. I mean, that was one of my favorite parts. Just, just finding everything. There's so much stuff to find out there in the wasteland that takes, you know, it takes a long time, but at the same time, it's really, it's worth it. And I think that another part of that is that the, um, the critters out in the wasteland are a lot more impactful than they were in like Fallout Three. So like, I, I would say three, not as much as New Vegas. Yeah. Um, three, like in this game, there's a lot of. I mean. Even now that I'm like a higher, like a higher level and stuff. I mean, because all the stuff levels with you, so like you know, you get higher level. But um, I mean, in this game, not so much a death claw. Because in like three, like death claws are kind of scary. In New Vegas, they're very scary. Yeah. In this game, they're not that bad. But um, they don't you. They're not used as much as like the other games as well. Like, like you're not yeah. gonna stumble upon them just walking in the in. The yeah, wise thing. like you know the bears. And three all over the place to like your worst nightmare until you level up high enough and then you start running into death claws. Yeah. You know, but you know, like in three, like Yao Gwai in the beginning is like, oh, it's terrifying. But and you see him all over the place too. And but and this one, you don't really, I haven't seen that many. I've seen a few. I've only seen one red scorpion. I think. And the entire time I've been playing through this. And like, again, like in three, it's like it kind of like at low level, it's kind of like scary at first, but then by. 
mid levels you can you, by the time you have enough weapons to deal with it and then this one's you know the same thing to me like the sc the scary the the critters that are the worst in this one so far one are blood bugs yeah, those suck. Those things suck. They're kind of like in in Fallout Three when you'd run into like all of the um, the what what were those one things that were always on like the outskirts of the map? I can't even remember. What Are you thinking of New Vegas? Because cat, the, I'm oh the, yes, New Vegas. I'm the Casadors, the giant yes, moths. The Casadors. That's that right. Those would always poison you in one hit, and you'd be yeah. dead. And they because they all flew, they flew in packs. Yeah, they flew totally erratic. When I say erratic totally erratic patterns so the only way for you to hit them was like in vats and you bet you like you know like, i better have enough action points you know to yeah take them out and they were hard to kill yeah no in new vegas cazadors were the worst fucking thing to run into they literally so many times like i'd be like 15 minutes like away from a town for my last save and i get fucking killed by them and it's like oh god damn i got like you know my last save is not for yep. like forever and Blood bugs are kind of like that, but they're nowhere near as bad. Yeah. But they are a pain in the ass. Yep. Casadors in New Vegas are like the... Those are the worst. They're yeah. the worst things in the world, but... Like I said, in this game, like, super mutants at first, oh, they're kind of scary, but now, like, once you get leveled up and have equipment, you can deal with that yeah, pretty easily. Yeah, they're not easily. that bad, yeah. Death Claws, you got power armor, I, which, one, I haven't... I don't use power armor. No, I think this. that's an annoying... Um, they're annoying. I think... Armor. Power armor, like, you know, which a lot, most people probably use because it's fucking power armor. It's badass. To me, the, the fact that the HUD changes so much on it, it especially the bottom when it tries to yeah. tell you where things are located on the map, that, to me, pisses me off enough. I don't ever use power armor. I don't either. I just, I just, and I think it's too slow. I, I just I can't be bothered with it. I'd yeah. rather just, you know, I'd rather just walk around with normal armor. But um, if you are in power armor, though, it makes dealing with a death claw fucking totally cake because they can't you know one they can't one hit kill you yeah they can't like lift you up and stab their claws to you and you're dead and then also i, th I think the biggest thing they run into in this game is the ghouls because the fact they changed the radiation system in this game mm -hmm. makes ghouls a bigger threat yeah because the fact that every time they touch you they do rat radiation they damage do, yeah. which instead of building up a certain radiation gauge that like will have certain effects once you reach certain levels. And this, it, when you have radiation level, affects your overall health level. So if yeah. you're heavily radiated, your health level, like your max health, is fucking shit. Mm. So that's what makes like, especially if you run like a bunch of like glowing one feral ghouls, it, yeah, it, or like the withered ones. It may, it makes you know. Yeah, those are tough. That's why I invested in the radiation perks. Mm -hmm. To to kind of and, rad and resistant yeah, yeah rad resistant I have it because I don't have a high and uh, the but. one that's really cool is um, the one where you can go into water and not take rads Aqua yeah. boy that yeah. was one that was, one, that one that was one of the first per perks I took yeah. I had one mission where I had like get three things underwater and I was like twenty rads I'm like fuck this shit yeah I don't like burning a perk on this but I'm like I'm not I am I not actually like that one a lot that perk it's so. a very good convenience yeah because like, yeah. there's a lot of water. Related things. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a shit ton of water in the yeah. game, so it you know, it's so it makes sense to to invest in that one. But I would say one of the, the one of the most prominent uh, enemies within this is Mirelurks. There's a ton more so that yeah, much more than Fallout Three. Yeah, in New Vegas, a it's, ton. Like you would think, like in in Fallout Three, well, in mo mostly in New Vegas, like yeah. Death claws um, were like a big thing. I remember getting stuck near a building. Yep, go ahead. Um, 
where there was like a million death claws outside the building, and I was like, shit, what am I going to do now? Um, there were just so many death claws in Fallout New Vegas, but um, in Fallout 4, there's not so many death claws. They're mostly in the the radiated wasteland that's like in the bottom left corner of, of the map. Um, instead, what is like everywhere now are Mire Lurks. They are just everywhere because you're by, you know, you're by the ocean, so... Well, what I was going to say is, uh, in New Vegas, right off the bat, once you leave, uh, Good Springs, if you take a wrong turn and head to the, the mining area... That's right, yeah, the mining there's area. There's, like, 12 death claws. That's right. And it's like, that's, there's, if you don't, if you don't pay enough attention, there is a sign that says, caution, yeah. death claws, so if you're not paying attention, you'll fucking wander into that area and you'll get totally annihilated because you're level two and you, you're not any, you have yeah. nothing to deal with a death claw. Yeah, like, I remember getting stuck and, like, glitching through a building in New Vegas with death claws all around me, and I made it out of there, because that was like, holy shit, you know, I, I couldn't believe it, but I did make it out. Um, but in here, like, death claws are used sporadically. They're, like, for your big boss-type battles, where it's like, you okay, you've made it to the end of this building, now here's a fucking death claw, or something, you know what I mean? Like, they give you a big mother death claw. Yeah, I was saying, if, if, if it's not, like, a legendary one, which the legend... The, I, I don't like the legendary system in this mm. for enemies, because you just randomly, like, stumble upon like, a legendary raider, and it's like, oh, it's easy to kill, but, like, all of a sudden, like, you they kill... Get ammo, or it, you get health again. It mutated, and it's like... It, what does that even... Yeah, they don't even explain what, like, mutated means. They just mean they got their health back. Their right, I, yeah, I know, but it's like, just... Like, that's I mean, like, of, in that instance... Okay, a legendary raider mutated. Okay, fine. But if you're like fighting a legendary Mire King and it fucking yeah. mute, it's like fuck me, you know, and then yeah. you're, and then you're fucked. And then it's, you know, it, it, you're not necessarily fucked, but it's like, well, you might have been because you don't use chems. I don't use chems. You at all. An, you anti this. If I lived in the world of Fallout, I'd be using Psycho all the time. <laughs> um, and that's what you have to do. Like it's like, oh yeah. Got a lot of Psycho Jet on me, so I get 25% yeah. damage boost and slows down time. Excuse me. You know, and, you ha and it resorts to That's why, like, in the game, I take, like, the chem-resistant perk, and so I'm, like, immune to chems. Because you you have to, like, you know, in some situations, like, oh, I gotta take buff out, alcohol, this, this, and this. Like, Yeah, I mean, in certain and so I and, and so I don't have to burn a fucking mini-nuke. I mean, yeah, I mean, in, in, in very, like specific situations where I was pretty much fucked otherwise, I would use a chem, but I really did not use it that often, and I didn't use Stealth Boys that often. Either. I don't use them at all. They, I, they, they just take up space They take, weight. yeah, they that's, I don't, I don't ever, like, they don't feel as impact, like, as necessary. Yeah. Stealth in this game overall does not feel. Not really. And nowhere, I never really Nowhere stealth. near as necessary as it's, it did in three. It's a confusing system, actually, because you can be crouching and sneaking up and they can hear, they hear you instantly. It's like, danger. And you're like, you got, what, well, you what gotta, happened? Well, you gotta have a high agility and like, yeah. and you gotta take the perks to, yeah. but I mean, at least in three in New Vegas, like. There like, was, you were supposed to sneak around super mutants There were There, like there were certain times, like, or areas where it's like, you got you have to be stealthy. And this is like, do you, if you want to play stealthy, here's your option, this mm -hmm. is what you can do. But, like, otherwise, there's not, there's no... And I never did. I never yeah. really played stealthy. It's, it's the same thing, like, pickpocketing. Like, in, yeah. at least in New Vegas and 3, I felt like sometimes, like, you, you're gonna have to pickpocket shit. 
And this, I I haven't pocketed a, a single thing because I don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the stealth boy. The only time I really did use that was when I actually I was at a point where, for whatever reason, I think it glitched really. I exited a building that I, people were shooting at me. I exited the building and everybody had been dead out there and mm. now they were back. It was like, where the fuck do they come from? So I had to use a stealth boy because I was getting ripped to shreds by a laser minigun. So I was like, I have to use one. I Like, there's no way because it's it saved yeah. after that too. So uh, otherwise, I there was no way I could get out of that situation. So I used a stealth boy and like overloaded on stim packs and i did eventually was able to sneak away but that was like the only time so i saved them for like really important places but i never really used them so yeah, no, I, you know I, I, i've gotten like 15 of the things i just fucking sell them. yeah like, you know yeah. they're not really useful and even like you normally you find like so many radex and radaway that you i have, have like a so, multitude of them. i have i have like 80 radex yeah. in my inventory yeah it's like wasting space it's, uh -huh. like, it's like the same in nuka cola quantum i have uh, back in sanctuary i have like 30 of them in a steamer trunk that i like have like a few other like personal weapons i've got like throughout the things but i don't carry because i don't fucking use them but i have like 30 of them I'm so used to collecting them from, like, Fallout 3 where the quest like, you yeah. gotta collect 25 of these things, you better not sell them because they're, you know, very rare. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, like, this, I, like, get them, like, this is just taking up space. I don't fucking need this. And I don't want to drink them. It's like, I, I'm, like, got my mind set, like, on Fallout 3. They are it's, useful to drink. They I know, because they restore your action yeah. points, but at the same time, it's like, no, I don't want, I don't want, you know, I don't really want it because that, you know, you know, save it for a rainy day, but... One thing we haven't talked about is the uh, the crafting and the settlement uh, portions of the game. <laughs> I know that I, you know, I'm I'm pretty much OCD about like trophies and stuff, so I had to get the platinum trophy for this. So I did do the um, uh, benevolent leader trophy, which is achieve a hundred happiness within one of your settle within a large settlement. And that was probably the worst trophy in this game by far. All the all the rest of them are either you know related to storyline stuff or just fun stuff that you can do. Like one of them's like run run a, a home run at Diamond done, City. Still haven't done that yet because I can't find third base. Oh yeah, like one of them's you know fun stuff like that. Um, but this one is by far the most annoying. I did part. I did like the touchdown one. Get killed by a super mutant super suicider that's yes. around a mini nuke. That is fun. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you got it because it just happened. Yeah, time, I was like, right? "What the fuck was that?" And like, Bing! and it's like, "Oh, those they have things that run around with a fucking bomb." In their yeah, game. those are annoying. And those it's like, guys are annoying. We, as soon as you hear the dee dee, it's yeah. like going to bats. Like, oh shit, take out that yeah. arm and shoot. But, um, I hate settlement building. I I do as well. I fucking. Hate it. I haven't done it yet. Really, I haven't. The only place I've really done it is Sanctuary, but I haven't really done it that well because I've just done it like enough to kind of keep the happiness up. Yeah. But over, like, I have no interest in this one fucking piss ant town. Yeah. And like the middle of like the Commonwealth, it has like four people, and they're like, well, we have no defense in the water. It's like, it's like, don't it's you like, want to keep those people happy? It's like, build no. your own shit. I know. It, like, I wish there was a dialogue option. So, like I said, like, I'm like, 72 hours in this game. I haven't done... I haven't gone to Nick Valentine yet to help progress the story. So I've been, like, for months, helping the Commonwealth 
haven't found my son, and so if I don't like go and like help this settlement build a turret, I have people like, oh, you're you're a bad person. It's like, what the fuck have you done for me? Yeah. You haven't done anything. So it's just like it just annoys me because like, well, we don't know what to do. It's like you find this shit yourself. Get your ass out and do something. I am not like you're saying like that. Yeah. Like th- that's why it annoys me because it's just. It's because because they're Minutemen quests, they're radiant, mm. and Preston, unlike with like the Brotherhood, where like they we, ask you like, "Are you ready for a new quest?" Yeah, Preston just like, "Oh, this settlement needs help," but it's like, I got other shit to do, Preston. Yeah. I'm like, stop. I'm gonna, these. And I'm gonna be like eighty five, and like, so I'm like, "Have you found your son yet?" It's like, no, asshole, I've been too busy patrolling the Commonwealth because the, out of the, all the 800 Minutemen I've recruited for a fucking group, no, none of them, none of them does were, anything. Yeah, they're too fucking lazy. Yeah. And, and that, and like, and so that, like, it just pisses me off because, like, I have no interest in, like, going back to these towns and, like, building them a wall, planting crops, and, like, fencing them in properly, and having water and power, and then recruiting more people into that settlement. Not only like doing that, like, doing it for fucking 50 settlements. Yeah. It, it's just, it's totally, it's, Look, I un- I understand how it could be interesting because it gives you like a level of Minecraft creativity and freedom. Yeah, to, and you can build. like do like electrical shit. But at the same time, the game does not explain to you in detail at all how, how to do it, how yeah. to do anything. So it's like with the power situation. No, that's horrible. It, the power it, it's part like of it. it's like I don't want like if you want, especially when I build, build like a nice settlement and all this, like. I don't want, like, a fucking generator smack down in the middle of my settlement and, like, fucking wires randomly around. It's, like, it's, it's, it's totally, I've watched some videos on it and it's just, like, when I beat the game, I'll go back through and go to each, like, to keep myself busy. I'll go to each settlement and, like, build them up and, but otherwise, it's just such, like, a total pain in the ass. It's, like, like I said, I understand why, but the fact that they didn't explain it enough to make it. In, interesting is just it's more of a burden, and the fact that you get keep constantly getting radiant quests to, excuse me, to go back and like help defend or prepare like these people need help and stuff, and you get like you're getting like messages on the radio like they need help here, and it's like, and if you don't go back to that town to help them, you get a failed quest thing, and you lose out on the XP, and you get a fail, and like some shit gets destroyed, and that, that's annoying. It's like I like. I do not want to be in the middle of a quest or, like, searching another building or scavenging another building and have, like, something like, help! <laughs> this place needs, you know, they need help! Yeah. It, th- th- that, Honestly, I didn't respond to many of them. I, but, like, it's, but like, it's, like, OCD. Yeah. It's just, like, it's, like, oh, my, like, I gotta drop what I'm doing to do this. Yeah. And it's, that's, it's bullshit. It's total bullshit. And it just annoys, that literally annoys the hell out of me. It's, like, yeah, I hate when games do that. It's, like... If I wanted to do tower defense, I would have downloaded the fucking app thing that like, yeah. it was a tower defense thing. I don't, you know, I do, I'm not playing Fallout 4 for that. I had no interest in that. And it's, that, it's the most, it's one of the big glaring weaknesses in this game. Like, yeah. If they didn't have a settlement building, this game, you know, it would have totally been fine. I would have been okay with that. Yeah, it, w- it would have been. Yeah. I uh, think because they had it in Skyrim with Hearthfire, the DLC, like, oh, you can build your own house and all this. Like, let's do that, but we'll put it on a bigger scale for Fallout. And like, but like I said, they didn't add enough. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't a huge fan. I literally did Benevolent Leader just to get the trophy. So I, you know, it, that in itself just took 
it took hours because there's no rhyme or reason to some of the happiness measures that they have. I, at the end of it, I ended up putting up like 16 cat photos and it got me to hundred <laughs> percent because otherwise like there was no rhyme or reason to like, why is their happiness not going up? No, no. Well, that's the same thing with me. I'm saying where I have like 30 people there. I have more than enough beds. Mm-hmm. I have a shit ton of food. Like, a defense that's ridiculous. I have, like, two artillery guns and, like, t- 12 fucking turrets and, like, turrets. I mean, like, posts everywhere. Enough food for everything. Like, a shit ton of water. It's like, they should be happy as hell. Like, there's each shop at the max level set up in the center of town. And mm-hmm. there's still, like, an alien at 82. Yeah. And it's like... It's so annoying. It's, it's just, just like... That's, that's... You know, they didn't make it so that it actually makes sense when people are would be happier now. You have to do some random thing to get them to be at their max happiness, which is just annoying, but I mean, but only but only that. The thing that's kind of nice about the whole sediment building is it makes things that were once totally useless and you would never pick up in like Fallout 3 in New Vegas like yeah. Wonder Glue and a Braxo cleaner. Now you have to. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I gotta carry all this shit yeah. around and get it back to my fucking settlement because, like, I need 12 aluminum trays so I can build this one fucking turret here. It, it, yeah, it, it's I'm a not, level of micromanagement that, yeah. like, is just... I'm not a huge fan of the crafting either. I feel like that, like you're saying, is micromanagement that it's it's forcing you to focus on a part of the game that's really not that important. And so I just didn't a lot of the times. I mean... I would pick up things sometimes, and, you know, if I saw there's a workbench here, I'd pick shit up around and be like, can I make anything with this? But I wouldn't, like, specifically dwell on, okay, I need, you know, 15 of these, of the, uh, you know, whatever uh, adhesive to make this thing. I, I didn't really do that, so... I, th- I, I think the cra- the crafting, like, especially the like, weapons and armor, it's not anywhere near as good as New Vegas. I think New Vegas, they added that. It was, like, in-depth, but at the same time, it all made sense. Yeah. And, and the fact that you could, like, you know, if you got, like, a perk like jury rigging, you could, use, like, if, use different components from, like, a similar type thing to make things work. You know, that was nice. Um, and this is just, like... Oh, I gotta go around collecting a bunch of you know, random shit, you know? Like, I gotta have it's adhesive, oil, and this, and this, and this, and, you know, to make this one thing that I and want. And sometimes they don't tell you what this item is. So, like, you're looking for copper, and you pick up a bucket, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's copper. But you wouldn't know it. Well, you can highlight. You can highlight shit you need. You can. And it, but, and, and it will, like, have, like, a magnifying glass It does. It. But you don't know what it what it is so sometimes it won't tell you what it is like say i'm you know say i'm looking for like copper specifically but i also have some other stuff highlighted i'm not sure what this bucket means you know is it steel is it copper sometimes it doesn't tell you and so that's frustrating as well but yeah i i I could do without the crafting and the and the uh, if if part. the the settlement part didn't have like as much having to deal with like constantly going back to the defend areas and forcing you to do some of it, sometimes it the the game forces you to like use the settlement building like you had to sanctuary yeah, like, in the beginning. Yeah. Like, so because that was its tutorial and yeah. it was a bad tutorial. Yeah, it's not very good. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like if they just had the settlement building, I'd be fine with it because it's like a nice option you can like yeah. expand. But the fact that they constantly, because there's a shit ton of settlements, they're constantly, constantly having you like, ha- like, oh, go back here to help defend them or figure out what's wrong with them. And it's just like, 
Oh my, it's it's literally infuriating when you have to like drop what you're doing to go back to this shithole and be like, why? Oh, these two people can't defend themselves against super mutants. The Minutemen are here. It's like. Fucking do it yourself. Yeah. If you die, you die. We'll put gravestones there and we'll send some more people. Yeah. Welcome to the welcome to the apocalypse. You're the Commonwealth, yeah. Your chances of living over. To- yeah. You just be thankful you had a settlement to go to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but so I mean, what overall? Do you, do you have anything else that you want to talk about about the game itself? Yeah, I got I mean, a lot. Oh uh, well, yeah, I know, but we're bridging the. Uh, Almost well, an hour and a half gap here, so that's I, fine. I didn't know if you. We can make this a little longer. I, so I didn't know if you had anything specifically that you want to talk about. Yeah, we got. There's a bunch to talk about with this. Like what? We what got combat. Yeah, do you like the VAT system in this? Uh, yeah, it's similar as the old ones. Uh, the one thing that I will bitch about is like some of the old weapons that you think would be like good mm-hmm. or shit. Yeah, like the hunting rifle. It's like. Oh, it was real. It was good in Fallout Three. Like you're trying and true, and then like in New Vegas, it was fucking great because because at New Vegas you start off uh, with the varmint rifle, and yeah. you, you think that's gonna be like, the hunting rifle, but it sucks. And then you get the hunting rifle, and like this thing's fucking awesome. And then you get in Fallout Four, you get the hunting rifle, and it's like this thing sucks. Yeah, it depends because it depends on what mods you put on. But even even with like the good mods, like yeah. you know, like it's still like it's like oh this it's not that good. It's if you can use a forty-five with it, it's not bad. You mean the fifty cal? Or the fifty cal? Yeah, because yeah. you can try either thirty-eight, which is a lower cal, or the fifty yeah. cal. But even even still, it's just like it's not there. The best one is probably one of the best ones is probably the combat rifle. That's a really good oh one. yeah oh yeah. I, I finally just started using it. I don't even have any perks yeah. invested in commando. And that thing was just ripping, like just ripping yeah. through shit. It was awesome. Combat rifle rocks. And then once you get further into the game, the Gau- Gauss rifle and the Gauss, uh, rifle. Gauss rifle, and uh, I think this one, the late, the your energy weapons are a lot more effective than they were in New Vegas and in uh, three. I'm finding like like because back in New Vegas and like in, when I played New Vegas in three, I used mainly ballistic weapons, you know, bullets. Um, in three, I think I used more um, pl- melee I- weapons. If you had a if you I think I built a melee if you built build a melee character in any of those games, they can be really great. Yeah. Um. I just don't really have I. It's not something I ever do first. It's something I'll do like second or third playthrough. Just do something different. But in three, in three, the only plasma weapon I used was like the one rare plasma rifle you get on a certain side quest. Which was really good, but laser weapons I never really used because they just don't hit hard enough. Mm-hmm. And with New Vegas, when you had the whole certain ammo types do certain things to different armor types, you had to take that into configuration. I never bothered with laser weapons. It's like, well, it's not going to do shit against you know heavily armor types. So, but in this game, laser weapons are very effective, especially if you use like jet to slow down time. You can just rip off shots so quick and down an opponent before they even know it. It's you know, it's yeah, it's making me change my play style from like the previous games and like having to, and then with like the laser musket, if you get like a higher capacity, like able to crank, you know, add more shots to it, I think it's fucking just deadly and awesome. It's and I didn't use melee weapons at all really in this game. I don't, I don't ever use them. I they're total. Yeah, I didn't use them at all. Like they're a lot slower and just not <laughs> worth it. So I don't know if I like. Um, they added. 
a animation for when you stim packs because that can totally fuck you over. Yeah, it can. In the old games, you just if you use a stim yeah. pack, it just you know it heal you. You have an animation of you sticking the you know stim pack into you. So now if you're like really low on health and you're about to die, you're you're gonna die. You're not gonna have enough time to. Yeah, you can go. die before you you use the stim pack. Yeah, or you gotta wait for it to regen your health and before it's yep. like instantaneous. Now it's like slowly, you know. Yep. And that that I understand it's more for the immersion. I get that, but at the same time, like coming from like the old old school, it's like oh I'm oh, I'm fine. You know, you got you got to plan like your stim packs ahead of time. Like oh if I'm getting hit, you know this hard this quick, I gotta. Get behind cover stim pack and then yeah. come, you know do two stim packs to get my health back and then pop out and yep. Um, what about uh, certain side quests? I think my honestly, I think one of my favorites was working with Valentine, which you haven't done yet. So that was that was a that was a really fun one because it has this sort of. Noir stylings that I really liked about it, which you'll you'll find out, and I don't want to go in, into it too much since you haven't done it yet. Um, the other one that we talked about previously, not on the podcast, um, was uh, the last voyage of the USS Constitution, which is a really fun, fucking hilarious, pretty funny side quest that I was li- laughing yeah. so hard at that because Ironside is what makes it hilarious. There's- for, in the quest, um, the USS Constitution is not where it should be ported at dock. It's been lodged into a building. Yeah. It's in a building, and it's run by all robots. And the, the captain of it is Captain Ironside, who's a giant-ass sentry bot, which those things look mean as fuck in this game. Yeah, and they're they're difficult. I was, well, going back to enemies, I, I just remembered. Not only are they worse, sentry bots worse than death claws, assault trons are the fucking devil in this game. When they shoot you with their flame The one hit thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them so hard. Yeah, I know. Assault trons uh, are horrible. But, um... But anywho, yeah. So you have the ship, the, the, you have the famous USS Constitution, it's lodged in the building, you go up there, and all the robots speak with a nice 18th century naval accent and Captain Ironsides, too. It's, it's so hilarious. Mm-hmm. And the fact by the end, if you help Ironsides, the ship takes off into the sky. Because they're trying to get back to sea to defend the Atlantic from communists. And it cre- gallantly flies into the air. It looks like, like something you'd see in like Peter Pan. Like, you know, the ship flying into the sky. And it crashes into a skyscraper. And he's yep. like... Oh goody! We've been we've one fathom closer to the ocean. At my calculation, we'll be there in a hundred years. Mm, yes, jolly good show. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, so I I was literally laughing my ass. I thought, oh, totally hilarious. It was great. And it, it reminded me of the New Vegas quest, the Lucky Old Son, where you like do it with the rocket and you try to help the ghouls get launched to the moon. Yeah. And yeah. you see the rockets, you know, you guys have them crash into each other and explode into them. You know, go off half cocked and like you know, hilarious is great. Um, the other one that I really liked, well, it's actually a Brotherhood of Steel quest which you haven't gotten to either, which is towards the end of the game where you actually get um a giant robot, giant um, and you he's Liberty Prime, Liberty Prime, and you're talking about um. He's he's talking about like how he's gonna crush the Chinese and stuff. The red the red Chinese. The red menace. Yep. Well, he was in Fallout Three. 
Yes, and he does yeah. mention that as well. He do, they do mention Fallout Three and and their their um, progress as well. And actually, that is kind of throughout this game as well. They do mention some of the other things that have happened within the other the previous game, like Fallout Three. They do mention that um, specifically Brotherhood of Steel, who does bring up like they've had similar successes within the DC wasteland. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do bring that up as well, which which is pretty fun, but. Um, so I like that one a lot. You talked about the um, the Silver Shadow. Silver Shroud. Sh- Silver Shroud, I mean. Um, that you liked quite a bit. I liked it because it, this is what we're, we're talking about, like, the whole dialogue process. If, if it was, like, the old school way, it wouldn't be anywhere near as fun. But the fact that you had a vo- at least a voice when you had, like, your four options. It's like, you can either threaten, question, or talk as a Silver Shroud. And, if, and I always chose that. Because it was fucking hilarious. Because it, it was like to, emulating it, like a radio show, which you do get superhero, to, which you do get to listen to. Because the Silver Shroud broadcast in the game is like a 1940s, you know, noir radio serial. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's you know it's funny to listen to you be like vile miscreant, you will pay for your deeds, and be able to talk to like you know characters like that. If it was like the old way where you. In like Fallout Three in New Vegas, where it was like a dialogue choice, and that was like one of the dialogue choices. It, it, you know, you'd have to use your imagination a lot more and like get more into the, you know, role play basically, like you should, to get into it. But like the fact that it actually lends the voice to it, it, it makes it you know more, that much funnier, you know, that and that and that much more enjoyable. So like when you get to the end and you're talking as like the Silver Shroud against like the end boss of the quest, and he's like, don't listen to them, boys, he's just a fucking idiot, and he's like, you keep talking at him, and like threaten them as him, and like, fuck this, he's real, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it makes it funny, and... Yeah, that was a good quest. That that was fun. And like we were saying before, there's, a lot of times the side quests are a lot more fun than the actual story mode. They're just, they just have more... All I could think of, too, when I was listening to the Silver Shroud, and you hear like the talk of the one villain, the Mechanist. All I can think of is like Fallout 3, like the Antagonizer and the Mechanist, which is one of my favorite que- uh, side quests in uh, Fallout 3, when like you run into the town and it's like, oh great, are you here to, you know, you got these two loonies, one calls them the fucking antag- Antagonizer and the other one's the Mechanist. <laughs> I know. But, uh, yeah, the side quests are like where the, the fun is for me. Yeah, it's, it's really. Just, yeah, so, I mean the whole the world the whole world building is what makes the experience fun and enjoyable to yeah. me. It's it's not the story itself, but the the yeah. whole area surrounding it. What do you think about Radiant Quests? Do you are you a big you know? Do you like? Them? I like you... them. I like I like them because it adds more replay. Like you can constantly go back and like do something with the game. Like yeah. it, it may be like the same type of quest over and over, but at least it's uh. Something new. I don't know. I, Gra- I granted though, like with like Preston, how he with the Minuteman, he constantly he's always giving you them. You don't get a chance to turn them down. That annoys me because it's like now you're backing up my fucking quest log with shit I don't want to do. I'm not choosing to do this. I'm telling you, I finished this one thing, and you're giving me something else. I didn't right. say I wanted to go fucking defend Timbuktu over there. That like that annoys me. If that if that if he didn't do that, I like again, I'd be fine with it because it's, again, you can. If you're always wanting to, like, hey, you know, the Brotherhood's looking for this one technological device, it's in this town. Okay, you go there and do it, and, like, when you finish it and do it, hey, I got another job for you, ready? And you can say, no. And you're like, okay, come back when you're ready. 
And then, you, can, you know, when you feel like doing it again, yeah, you can go ahead and do it. I mean, the biggest thing that bothers me about those is that I did, for a long time, I did ones that I did not realize were Radiant Quests, so I kept doing them, thinking like, oh, once you do them enough times, you know, like you do three of them, then no, you move no. on to the next part of it. Nope, just keep doing them. And so that did, you know, make me a little bit annoyed at, at having those Radiant Quests within... And, and there's probably, like, what, nine Radiant Quests, something like that? Because there's, I think there's three or four for each faction. There's, like, three for, like, the Minutemen. Like, yeah. like, this town needs help, like, against this other town. This town needs defense, or this town needs something else. And yeah. Like, the Brotherhood, it's like, you. we need to clear shit out of this area, or you need to find this device. Find these types of things yeah. here. And... So, I mean, that does bother me, that nine of your quests are constantly repeating, never-ending. I, I think that that's, yes, it does add experience that you can grind grind out, and it adds replay value, but at the same time, like, how many times are you going to replay those missions? I don't know. I, like, for me, after I figured well, out that they were radiant quests, well, I just really never bothered need, if with you them. you really need to grind for, I mean, if you, yeah. if you think about it, when you play, like, Final Fantasy or something, you need to grind a shit ton of XP to get to that next boss and beat them. Do you want to do it? No. Do you have to do it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like for me, like, I, cause I didn't play Final Fantasy. It's like, it was like Tales of Vesperia. It's like, I went to go fight this one boss. Nowhere near good enough. So what am I spending the next five hours on? Just sitting in the battlefield, constantly walking around, fighting enemies constantly. Do I want to fight these enemies? No. I have to, though, because I have to gr- I have Otherwise to, you can't move on. I can't re- I have to reach a certain level to have a chance. Yeah. And, you know... For me, that's something I accept with RPGs, but it doesn't. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make it any less annoying. But I, I, I guess I understand. Like, I'll do radiant quests when I'm like bored. Yeah. But at this point, I'm not bored because I'm finding so many fucking different areas. I right, think, right. Within a square mile, I have to go to. It's like, oh, great, I gotta go, you know. And I'd recommend, you know, not leaving the story till the absolute last part of the the game because once you do that, it it really just feels like. Uh, talk to this person, then fast travel to this person, then fast travel back to that person. That's that's really what those quests boil down to when you finish the story. It's like, make sure you fast travel to this person. And that's it. Um, so I would recommend not leaving them all till the end. But well, it's a little late for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else is on your list? What else did you want to talk about? Soundtrack? Soundtrack is good. Uh Got a few new tunes on the radio stations, a couple of radio broadcasts that are pretty fun to listen to. Uh, but there's, also, a, there's a lot of random ones in yeah. here compared to the New Vegas and uh, three. But it kind of annoys me when you find them because all this is like really muffled, like happening, happening. It's like it doesn't really, yeah, do it. you know. It's but I mean, I, I don't really listen to the classical station. I just mainly listen to Diamond City, which. Diamond City, it's good. I like it. I think the fact that they uh, have basically every song from Fallout 3 is nice, but at the same time, it gets annoying and old really fast. Because spending so much time playing Fallout 3, I've heard Butcher Pete so many times in my life. Now it's like when any time I hear it and 4, which is a lot, it just becomes very annoying, very redundant, and just like, oh my god, can we 
hear something new. So I, and they don't and they have all the songs from Fallout Three from uh, Galaxy News, and they also have a couple new songs for four. Uh, for four. Um, they don't have any songs from New Vegas, which I wish they did because I think that would have helped uh, balance the music out for uh, the Diamond City Radio. I think that would have been a, n- a nice little thing too to have like that different vibe and feel that New Vegas had and injecting it into four with the soundtrack. It would have been nice to just, you know, randomly be in like anywhere in Boston here, you know, uh, Marty Robbins, Big Iron, or uh, Guy Mitchell's Heartaches by the Number, or Dean Martin's uh, Ain't That a Kick in the Head. Because, I mean, if it's the whole 50s motif, yeah, and it, you know, I think... I mean, it's pretty interesting that they decided to use a lot of Fallout 3's music, but not New Vegas. I, I, well, know. I, I think that mainly just has to do with it. One, Bethesda didn't work on Obsidian, uh, yeah. not New Vegas. Yeah. I think that's part... I think I don't think that's the main reason. I think that's part of the reason. But not only that, I think... Four, because four feels like it's three. New right. Vegas doesn't feel like three because the whole no, it doesn't. setting is different. Like three, I three is like a bl- kind of bleak feeling game. Yeah, four is uplifting though. Pretty much, yeah, is more much Can more be, yeah. much more uplifting. I think it feel New Vegas. I think is very bleak, but at the same time, it's got a lot, a lot of campy moments in it. Mm. And I, I think just, like, the overall tones are kind of different. I think if you had, like, rate them on, like, a happiness scale, like, New Vegas is the bleakest, three is, like, in the middle, and four is kind of... I think four kind of is aided by, like, it feeling more not not as bleak is because the fact that it's on a next-gen console and you have, like, the much better palette of colors and textures and whatnot. Yeah. It makes things just look... Like, if this was probably on the last gen, it'd probably look like, you know, Fallout 3. It would be much more drab and, you know, art-wise. But I think... Yeah. I think if they... Like I said, like, I think if they added the new... some Not all of the New Vegas songs, but, like, some of them that were, like, you know, songs that people love from the New Vegas soundtrack, I think it'd just be something nice, add something, you know, more to the soundtrack and kind of give you, like, a different feel... Which is one of the nice things, too, about, like, the new songs for Fallout 4. Most of them are kind of more, you know, 50 styles, rock, you know, yeah. rockabilly songs. So, which is something you'd expect to hear more from uh, during that time period, you know. Surprised not to hear, like, like an Elvis song on this soundtrack. Like, having, like, Hound Dog somewhere thrown in there. I mean, I know a lot of the rock songs they do choose, they really stick really hard to that nuclear feeling with, like, Rocket 69 and, like, Uranium yeah. Fever and all, you know, but... They do, yeah. I think, you know, if they had, like, you know, more, like, stuff that would that you would typically associate with, like, 50s-style rock, like, uh, like, an Elvis or a Buddy Holly or something like that, I think it would, you know, yeah. add a nice, you know, difference between, like, the big band 50s-style feel and... Yeah. What else you got? What else you got? Um, let's see. Making me think now. Well, I want to cover everything. <laughs> uh, I could talk about this for a long time. I yeah, like, I know. I talk about like the, inter- the the Fallout franchise from you know three D Vegas and that's for a long time. I like them all. They're some of my favorite games. Um, well, I mean, maybe we should talk about the longevity of of Fallout Four. Because I know when I got to the end of the game, you know, 
I definitely enjoyed Fallout 4 quite a bit, but I, I was, once I, you know, I, I, I'm going to guess, like, if you said you put 72 hours in, I'm going to say I put more than, you know, a hundred and something hours in. Once I got to the end of Fallout 4, I was definitely ready to be done with it. Well, I feel like I'm going to be the same way, because at the same time, as much as I like 3 and New Vegas, 1, 3, at, before the DLC came out, when you beat 3 storyline, that was it. You were done. Yeah. You could, if you missed some shit, sorry, so sad, too right, bad. Right, right. You couldn't do it until you got to the, you know, the DLC. Yeah. That would expand, expand upon the campaign. Um, so in three, in three's case, for the most part, it's like, when you're done, you're done. New Vegas, when you're done, you're not, you can still play a little bit, but at the same time, it's, by the time you, if you play New Vegas right, you've done most things, and so, by the time you beat New Vegas, there's not really much for you to do. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I'm, I feel like by the time I beat four, it's gonna be the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, go- I'm gonna have done as much as I could in that game, and I probably won't touch it until I feel like, hey, maybe I'll have another play it through. It's like in Fallout, yeah. and uh, and that's exactly where I'm at right now. Like I've done everything that I can think of that I can do with it, besides you know Far Harbor. Um, I've gotten all the, I've, I've platinum the game, um, gotten all the trophies. Uh, there's nothing now that I can think of that I actually want to do with it until, like, I get Far Harbor or they put out some new mods that are, like, very interesting yeah. for me to, to play through again. And, and that's the same thing with like, um, with, like, Skyrim for me, too. Like, by the time I beat Skyrim, I had done so much of the side stuff, there, there wasn't really much for me, to, like, to, go, like, keep playing. I was like, okay. That was anticlimactic. I mean, I did the DLC, but once I beat like, the DLC, like, okay, that's uh, right. That's it. I mean, I'm I'm ready to move on to, excuse me, a game that is not open world. To be honest with you, because you I need, played so long in an need, open world that need, I need like that closure of knowing that, that confinement. Like, oh, you know, once you get through this part, it's over. You know, that's it. <laughs> that's the end of it. So, I think I'm gonna pick up something. Like, Until Dawn or something like have Doom. I, I do want to play Doom, but I'm ready to be done with, like, the open world aspect of it for now. Like, I have Elder Scrolls. Excuse me. Got the hiccups here. You still haven't played Skyrim. Have, no, but I have Elder Scrolls Online. I don't know. You'll never beat it because you I can't know. beat it. You can't beat it. I know. I heard it's apparently, now that they've, like, fixed a bunch of shit, it's not Probably. Yeah, it's probably pretty good, but, like, I, I, mean, I, I probably could to start it because I'm kind of worried about how much time it's going to sap. A lot. Probably. So. One thing, another thing I just remember that I want to talk about is, um, one of the big things that I love about playing Fallout is exploring vaults. Yes. One of the things I want to talk about is the vaults of this game. The lack of vaults in this game? There's only three. Expand. That that is an issue because vaults in the other games were pretty big. I mean, you had quite a few different vaults that you could explore. They all had their own Uniqueness. stories and missions and 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 stuff like that that made them unique dungeons. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This one has three. Right. I'm, I think uh, it's three. About three or four. Three. Are, we, you know, are you counting 81 and 111? Yeah. 
So I, I think it's three or four. Most of the vaults you go to are run. There's nothing unique about them. No, they're, and there's they're the same. anything to do, do in them. There's no, basically nothing to do in them. They're, gunners are basically one of the gangs in the Fallout, uh, in Fallout 4 are the enemies of them. There's not nothing unique. When you like played like three in New Vegas, each vault had a certain feel. Each vault had a like. Sure, in this game, the kind of like each vault you go to, the kind of like oh, this is like the experiment that was going on here. Right. But at least in like New Vegas and three, it felt like you were going into that and what was going on. Like in like New Vegas, when you go to the one vault that has clones, like they're all Gary. Like Hi, I'm Gary, yeah. Gary, Gary. You know. Something unique, or like the one where it's all like the mutated plant life in there that you right, have to fight yes, off against. Yeah. It's unique, and this they're all like just the same fucking vault that basically seems like it's been untouched. Gunners have taken it over. You go there, and like you walk through the vault, and then by the time you get to the end, it's like you've been through this vault, mission, you know, quest complete. And it's like that, that's not that is you're taking one of the most fun parts about Fallout Three in New Vegas. And making it into nothing. If you didn't read, like, the terminal entries, you wouldn't know in these vaults, like, what's going on with them. There's yeah. nothing that differentiates them And nothing visual. major, and there's no major quest for those no. vaults. It's like... like Find a cat. He's <laughs> one of them. Find a cat, or, like, Kate needs to be, like, uh, you know, get the psycho out of her system, so you gotta go to this one vault that, you know, to get... Yeah. And it's like... Why can't I go to the doctor to get the fucking psycho out of my system? Why can't you go to the fucking doctor and just have him like, oh yeah, you're pretty addicted here. Got some shit for you. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I, it's like they were like kind of stretching like, you know, yeah. what to do. And that that is one of the, you know, downers of this game. It's like the vaults are nowhere near as interesting or intricate or exciting as the old games are, and that's a damn shame, because it's, like, one of the best parts of, like, 3 and New Vegas is, like, you stumble upon a vault, and you're like, oh, no, what's going on in that right. vault? And you go in there, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that is fun, but, you know, this one doesn't have that. It has its moments, like, you find one in an abandoned school building. Mm -hmm, yeah, you know, that's kind of fun. Yeah. But by the same time, there's nothing in there though. Right, exactly. There's nothing there for you to do. So it's just it's just them. It's just them when you go when you finally get through the vault. It's like this, just a normal building, and it's like oh they were taking kids and trying to build a perfect genome. By the time they're eighteen, if they had good enough genes, they got you know killed in their DNA harvest. But if they weren't good, they got cold. Yeah. You know, it's like. That's a nice backstory, but there's nothing really going in the, on the vault that shows that, and right. that makes it interesting. It's just like, oh, it's a, you have this here for the sake of it being a vault, and to tell this backstory that has no, you know, in, that you're not even interested in because it doesn't connect you as playing into that vault, you know, so. Yep. What else you got? Anything else? That might be it. Anything major? I can't think of anything else. I think we covered a lot of a lot of the ideas behind Fallout 4 and and you know what goes on. There's so much within the game itself. It's kind of crazy how much actually goes into it. And so there's so much for you to experience when you're in the game. And we did we did voice a lot of complaints, but at the same time 
time, I don't want anybody to think that I we didn't like the game because I I did a lot. I, I do I like it. Fallout Four a lot. Well, well, let's bring up another complaint. Frame rate. Oh yes, frame rate does drop quite a. Talk about like the 30, 30 spot location within a block. Frame rate dropped to z- like zero. Yes. Like I got in a fight with a bunch of super mutants in that area, and just like that, just the frame rate cannot handle. And granted, I know what some people say: it's a Bethesda game. There's gonna be bugs. It's growing old. <laughs> yeah. You get your shit together. At the same time, there were a lot less glitches than. And yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Compared to like three New Vegas, there's like. A lot less glitches, but, like, frame rate issues like that, because, like, there's, like, oh, you have so many buildings. It's like, well, don't put so many fucking buildings there. That's yeah. that's, that's your own fault. Yeah. And, so. Yeah, I agree. Frame rate is definitely an issue. It didn't happen to me ju- just, like, outside, but in, in certain areas, mm-hmm. too. It would just chug, 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 chug. You'd be, like, walking, and it would just be in slow mo- in slow motion, just... But I mean, yeah, no. I'm, yeah. Like, as Ryan was saying, it's, as we brought up some complaints, it's I trust. I do like this game a lot. I do. I do. I think I like it more than three. I, I still think New Vegas is better mm-hmm. out of the three. Um, but I might have to go play, you know, play New Vegas again. See if it's just nostalgia, right? Because you know it's been six years, and which is like holy shit. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do like it a lot. I think, I think you know, good job well done, Bethesda. You did, you know, really well. And I, like I said, I haven't gotten into the story yet. And so when I finally get to that, I mean, I know I'll be disappointed. Right. But at the same time, I'll probably be like, you know, very ambitious, well done. And I can't wait to see what you guys do with the next, uh, next, next uh, Fallout or next, iteration. you know, or Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Out of ten stim packs, what would you give Fallout for? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah, that's about where I would put it. You know, it's. I don't even know. I don't know if I'd put it above Fallout Three, maybe just because of nostalgia. But I definitely, I put, I would put it above Fallout New, Ve- New Vegas, just because I didn't. I wasn't a huge, huge fan of New Vegas for whatever reason. Uh, you don't like Matthew, uh, the one friend as Benny. Oh, Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's. I don't know why, it just, it just wasn't, like I said, I think if you played through New Vegas now, you would enjoy it more. Maybe. Uh, but like I no. said, I, I totally understand, because looking back, when I first played through New Vegas, I didn't think it was anywhere as good as 3, mm-hmm. but then playing through it a few more times, it was more, the, they patched out more of the bugs and glitches, like, eh, it is a little, yeah. yeah, that could be, that could be. But I, I do really enjoy Fallout, I did really... Enjoy Fallout 4. I am looking forward to playing Far Harbor. Do you want to play Fallout 4 on survival mode? No. I didn't even bother doing that in New Vegas. And I'm like, no. that's a level of micromanagement that I... Yeah. Like, like, because I, I wouldn't even know, like, how to build your character on that. No. Just, just like, well, I gotta manage food, water, ammo, and, you know, if I'm over-encumbered, it hurts me and shit. Yeah. And, like, stim packs don't heal you, and the crippled limbs, you have to go see a doctor for that. It's like... No. Do I do I build someone who's just totally stupid and th- totally has all their you know stats built into strength and endurance so you can just fight your way out of everything, or do you build your character totally weak and they can just talk their way out of everything? It's like and sneak around everything. It's like how, how, like how do you tackle that? Yeah. That to me is just like so much level of thinking that like my mind is just like I think you no know, like 
Yeah, I'm not interested in that. Because really. it's just like a new level of frustration. Like, yeah. I don't don't want to get that angry no. at a game. But um, and they introduced that in four. And I like how like on like when you like load each like loading screens, like sometimes you're like, hey, do you want like your life to be as hard as possible? Try survival mode. Yeah. And it's just like. Uh, yeah, I'm not really, you know, I, I don't really care about that that much. I don't think I would, I would just go back for survival mode. I don't, it's not worth it to Because, I mean, I mean, like, then you have manage, like, again, you have to manage, like, sleep, because if you don't sleep Yeah, enough, sleep. Because like, it's like, in, like, playing through the regular game, three New Vegas and this, like, I don't ever sleep. If you, the only bonus you get from sleeping is, like, if you sleep for, like, six hours, you get the well-rested bonus, and you get, like, a 2%, like... XP boost. Is it worth it? No, you don't ever have to sleep, but if you play like survival mode, it's like, make sure you get your sleep. Yeah. If you don't sleep, you'll die. And it's like, like, oh god, I don't want to have to like drop everything I'm doing in this like one dungeon. Like, oh, hold on, I gotta take a nap now to make sure that I'm functioning as a human being in this game. But Yeah, um, it's it's too much for me. That's too much. Um But yeah, I mean it's a lot of fun. I like the bobbleheads are back. Yep. Bobbleheads are back. Uh, yeah, that's twenty nice. in all, I think. Right. I got half of them right now. Yep. I just got the the trophy for like the you know they're not at, you know they're not dolls, and they're not that hard to find in this one, and you can't miss them. Like you can't in Fallout th- Three. If there you was the one. Yeah, there you, was one in that, that one area. Yeah. You could not get back to yeah. it. Yeah. So that, I hate that kind of bullshit. Yeah. So um, so that's nice. But I would definitely. You know, I definitely recommend vo- it. For- oh, I will say, voice acting in this game much better than three in New yes, Vegas. Yeah, each character kind of sounds like you know. I mean, some of them, especially the g- or generic characters, have a very hard, as we were making fun of earlier, Boston accent, yeah. like oh, you know, pack the con, hop and yada type accent. But your most, like most of the characters, though, do sound different. Yes, and they, you know, and that's good. Not just like your companions, or, like main quest characters. Most of the characters, but everybody. Have, yeah, yeah, has like a you know different you know voice, and that's nice. That you know that immerses you more into the world, and I think, you know that that's that's good because voice. I think voice acting is a crucial part of game, especially now. is a very crucial part of game. Yeah, it's one of the things that I didn't really notice until I played like Knights of the Old Republic, where I'm like, oh my god, it's uh, you know, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, <laughs> Jolie Bindo. Yeah, you know. That the big black guy that does like a great Chatner impression, you know, he, like you know things like that. It's like that immersed you more into the game, and it's like imagine like playing like Mass Effect with like a shitty like voice cast, totally would ruin your experience. Yeah, and so I think you know I think um, the fact that they you know did better, kind of diversifying the voices. Cause, like in three in New Vegas, you had a lot of the characters. Sounding the exact yeah, same. They they if they same. weren't like a main central storyline character, yeah. like you know, like New Vegas with like Benny and the Kaisar and the leader of the NCR, then you know they were like all all sound the same. Um, I think you know that this is more spread out. Yeah, definitely a good thing. Yep. So I mean, definitely check out you know Fallout Four, especially mm-hmm. if you're a fan of the other games in the series um i think you'll get a lot of enjoyment and a lot of hours of play out of it so i mean that's really what you're looking for and you're definitely going to get your money's worth i know like if you like many, if you measure like per dollar yeah for like spent it's like pe- it's like pennies spent. yeah 
pennies. So definitely um, going to get your money's worth out of it. And check out Far Harbor um, if you if you already own it. Because uh, I've been hearing, I haven't played it yet, but I've been hearing some really good things about the new dynamics within that, that game and how big the landmass is. So definitely sounds pretty good pretty good as well. Um, anything else you got? Anything else you want to end with? Why did you take a break from it? You need I, to take a break from it? Uh, yeah, because these past like three days, yeah. cause like, you kept procrastinating on the podcast. I uh, so, you, so you played it nonstop? I kept chugging through it. Like, I'm like, it's such a nice day. I'll put like, I gotta kind of <laughs> chug through to like try and get up more and more up to speed. And so now I'm just kind of like, I, I think I'm gonna take like a couple day break from it. Yeah, like, so especially, I'm, especially when I'm working. When I'm working on the weekend, I'll not even touch it. No, just, yeah. Because like I said, because like I said, I'm like I'm getting. Not that I, like again, not I don't like it, but the fact that I've been like constantly just going from like building to building to building to building. Yeah, it gets build. tiring. I, like I, I'm getting like I need to. I now that I'm older and wiser, I know when to like pull back and like I'm gonna take a two day break from this and then come back because yeah. you know I mean, this is getting tedious and yeah. when it becomes like crap down collecting orbs, tedious. Yeah. Uh, you want to make sure that that you step away. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like the nice thing when I play World of Tanks now, and I see myself getting pissed off because I've been playing with shitty teammates that don't know what they're doing and they're ruining the fun. Instead of getting mad and breaking controller and stuff, I know when like, nope, done, good night, yep. Tur- turn, turn it off, off. <laughs> and go to bed. And then, then I was like playing that. I was like, we were playing together like a couple matches, and they just were like so bad. I'm like, nope, done. I'm like, I'm like mad. This one goes bad. I'm done. Done. And sure enough, I went back like, done! Done. Good night. See you later. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's good that you that you know the limit. Um, so, for Blood and Black Rum Podcast, thank you for listening to our bitch and uh, praise session for Fallout 4. Any idea on what you want to do next? I don't know. What do we want to do next? You know, there is a horror movie I do want to see, but it's not coming out for a little while. What's that? The new uh, Exorcist-type movie. I can't remember what it's called. It's a sequel. Conjuring 2? Yeah. Yeah, it does look really, really saw, good. That I comes did, out June 11th. I did see the trailer for that. I know that's a while away, but I did f- see the trailer on that the other day for the t- on TV, and I did think the action didn't look too bad. Did you see The Conjuring? No. It's pretty good. Is it? It's a good movie. So, I, 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 so you're on the right track. I am excited for The Conjuring too. Because I mean, I haven't seen like a horror f- film since like Hannibal Rising in years. <laughs> I do like Vera Farmiga. So, is it like the? That's the woman that's playing Lorraine Warren, blonde, blonde lady. She's in Bates Motel. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Vera Farmiga. Bates' mommy. Yeah, that's right. So the one that would get at, get give somebody a pedophilus uh, complex. Yeah. Um, For some reason, I was thinking of the chick from. Uh, I was thinking like I think it was Sophia Varga from Modern Family. Oh uh, yeah, totally different. For some reason, that's what I was thinking of. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do want to see The Conjuring too. Um, but yeah, I've got a ton of other stuff to cover as well. So we've got we've got a lot of stuff that we. We could potentially cover within the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm gonna have to drag you to see the new Star Trek film. Yeah, 
it's not gonna be good, I imagine. Because <laughs> I, I haven't, I have not liked the J, the other two J.J. Abrams films. You know, we should do um, Arrow video. Arrow Video just released uh, this Killer Dames collection, which has a couple of um, older horror movies slash Jello movies, and uh, one of them is The Night Evelyn Came Out of the Grave, which is one of my favorite movies. It's a really good movie. It's in Italian. It's um. Lenoc, uh, Evelyn, Uski, Dalatamba, and it is what I originally, my first Harsh harsh Noise Wall project, well, not my first, but uh, the next one, Hearse Fetish, I did base an entire album off of that film, so we well, should do that one. Maybe we should. We should Can do that. Can we do the film that uh, William Shatner did in Esperanto? What's that? I don't remember what it's called, but he it's one of the few films ever done, and it's done in Esperanto, and it stars mm. William Shatner. And Do you want to listen to William Shatner speak Esperanto? Yes, I do. <laughs> so, I have the hiccups still. I can't get rid of these things. You're an alcoholic. I guess so. So Sound like a <laughs> nice Warner Brothers cartoon. <laughs> we, have a, uh, we have a ton of stuff that we could cover. Um, not really sure. Maybe we'll do The Night Evelyn Came Out of the Grave, because I do really like that film a lot. So. You know, maybe we should do Spectre now that Daniel Craig said he wouldn't... Yeah? He, he would rather slit his wrist than play Bond than again. play Bond. Yeah. I, <laughs> I kind of laughed when I saw that article. Yeah? Of, <laughs> I told you. Well, no, I, I literally saw an article where it said, like, Daniel Craig has reported that he would rather slit his wrist than play James Bond again. <laughs> it was just like, oh, Daniel. Yep. Take the 50 million. 100 million. Well, it was like 100 60, million for two films, yeah. I think it was like 68 million pounds, though. Oh. Which it probably equates to like a hundred million. Probably, yeah. Much, but I mean, so but yeah, no. But I, I laughed when I saw that. It's like, oh god. Which make now makes me kind of hopeful because you know who I'd love to see as Bond, Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy would be awesome. Yeah, but I hope that wouldn't take him away from Mad Max because uh, I like him. I like Tom Hardy a lot. I have a man crush on him now. Because <laughs> uh, Fury Road is so amazing. It is. All right, so for Blood and Black Rum Podcast, uh, thank you for listening. We are up on iTunes at you know Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Just search for us on there. Subscribe, give us a review. Thank you in advance. Um, we're on SoundCloud. That's where we post our our uh, episodes first. So you'll if you subscribe to us on SoundCloud, you'll get the episode first before iTunes. So consider yourself. Lucky. Um, we're also on Facebook, Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Uh, like us on there. You'll get all our updates. Uh, we're on uh, Stitcher as well. We don't use Stitcher that often, but our podcasts do get syndicated to it. So, you know, you can listen on there as well. You can listen to our last episode of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That's right. Yep. So do that. No, not our last episode. That was oh, no, like no, two no. episodes ago. My bad. Yeah. Civil War. A couple episodes ago. Yeah, our last episode was Civil War. You could listen to that as well. Our, you know, Captain America Civil War. See how we thought about that. Um, and finally, I'm on Twitter. Uh, at Ryan, R-Y-N-E, T-M-I-A-D-W. Uh, Martin doesn't have one yet, but, you know. You know, our uh, one-year anniversary is coming up soon. Yeah, we started in, like, what, August. June or July, I think. Yeah, something like that. We did... Our first episode was... Um, uh, <laughs> I can't even remember. 
was Lee Van Cleef film. Man, Pride, and Vengeance was our, first, was our first <laughs> film that we covered. Uh, yeah, and then we're coming up on that. So we are at, what, episode 25. So that means we've done more than two episodes a month. So high five on that. Hooray for us, I guess. That's pretty cool. What what, what are we gonna do for? Year I don't know for our for our year anniversary, something big. Throw ourselves a party. I mean, we did get retweeted by Wes Craven. That's right, and uh, the villain from Troll Two. <laughs> I'm I you know to be honest, I am proud of that. I don't care if Troll Two's in like you know. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Just, it's just cool. It's just it's like. Cool. Because to me, it almost seems like she just like her 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 agent. I don't imagine she doesn't have an agent, but like she probably just sits there and like anytime somebody like posts something about like Troll Two, she's like, post it on Twitter. Like, yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. It is. I mean, it is cool. It's 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 always nice to be recognized like that. So it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, oh, you can also email us at Blood and Black Run Podcast at Gmail dot com. Let us know what you want us to cover. We will do our best to fit it into our busy schedule of, <laughs> of uh, stuff that we do all the time. That we plan in advance. That's like, right. We have such a hard schedule. Yeah. No, we, no, we have to stick to that. We, you know, we can't, we can't do what they suggested. We have to stick to it. So, um, but yeah, if you, like, uh, say you want to see more uh, video game reviews. Oh, we will be happy to oblige um, <laughs> to escape from reality and fucking play some video games. We'll be happy to oblige. So, so whatever you want to see. If you want me to, to get Martin into Bloodborne, just let us know. Oh, God. Because I fucking love Bloodborne. And I would love to do a podcast well, about how, it. I don't understand how you can like that. Because that, to me, sound, seems like a game that would drive you insane. No. I, I Cause, love like, the game. Because like, Dark Souls 3 just came out. I have not played a Dark Souls game. Why do I haven't played a Dark Souls game? I already have enough negativity in my life. I already have enough anger in my life. I have no reason to go out there and I I would be like on rooster teeth, being you know you know, being the guy going like Shao Kahn's a motherfucker, <laughs> doing doing that kind of shit. Yeah, that that would be me because I just I don't need that. Do not need that in my life. Well, if you want to see Martin get all fucked up and play Bloodborne. Let us know. Even the, but I don't know if I get that mad though because it's a single player game. So it's my it's my fault and my fault alone. I mean, say yeah. it's multiplayer games that piss me that off. Really get you going because if it, I'm on a team with shitty fucks, it's like uh, yeah. and, and we don't end up winning even if I do good. It's like you fucking shitty fucks. Yeah. Don't know what the fuck you're doing. God damn it! Stop ruining this game. <laughs> it's like like you know I can't wait till like Battlefield One comes out because it's gonna be like if I play well and the rest of the team sucks. It's going to be like, oh, you motherfucker. He's a great team player. Great team player. <laughs> I am a good team player. Kidding. It's the fact that when you... It's annoying when, like, you are stuck on a shitty... You understand from Battlefield yeah, 3. I, uh, I mean, because you, you, know, you didn't play Battlefield 4 at right. all, but you know from Battlefield 3, yeah, if, you know, you, it's fine to suck, but if you're on, like, a shitty team and sucking, that sucks. If you're on a shitty team and doing well, but it's not even still doing that well... It's annoying as hell. It's like, I can't really do anything because my entire team sucks. Yeah. And it, that will ruin... It's like, when you're playing... You're trying to get me to play Black Ops 3. That would piss me off in five seconds flat because it's just like, I spawn, dead. What the fuck's going on? Spawn, and then, you know, run through here, like, dead. And, like, our team's just getting constantly killed and, like, can't do anything. It's like, what, what fun is there to be gained from this? This is yeah. fucking bad. This is awful. 
This is atrocious. Yep. That's why I try to stay away from multiplayer games. <laughs> We're working on getting a new, uh, like a mic, so that we can do some... I want to do some, you know, uh, podcasting of, like, commentary for films. I think that would be fun. Films that we know well, that we can do some commentary on. So we're going to that. Yeah. We could do that. We haven't done... You know, we got to do Romero once, so... We could do that. Except we, maybe maybe we'll just do the, the shit one, so we'll do, like, Lance, Diary, and Survival. That's right. We can... Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun, fun time. I did laugh when uh, one of the locations in Fallout 4 was called Fiddler's Green. Yeah, it was, yeah. I laughed really yeah. hard. Because all I could think was Land of the Dead, like... Dennis Hopper and Fiddler's Green. Fiddler's Green. Fiddler's Green. I thought that was really funny. I was having a good little guffaw at that. I know. Alright, we gotta we gotta end this, baby. Anything you wanna any any note that you wanna end on? No, not really. Alright. Fine. Just I'm a sixty minute man. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, hopefully you have played Fallout 4, you can kind of relate to the things that we've been talking about today. If you haven't, pick it up. Try pick it. it up. Give it a shot. Maybe you'll find that you like the RPG formula. Uh, anyway, we will be net back next time with another review. Maybe not of video games. Maybe of movies. But uh, either way, you'll find our soft velvety voices coming through your computer or your phone. Radio. Radio. And... You'll just feel comfortable. Oh my. Because we're your friends. And the Blood and Black Rum Podcast is here to give you... We want to be your warm side of the door. That's right. We want to be here for you as you find media that that you love. So, thanks for listening to us. We hope you have a fantastic day or evening whatever time it is for you, and have yourself a good week, and we'll see you next time.